Fine. I, if that happens, Jay, fine. I'll dig my Xbox controllers out of the junk drawer, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs>
just to see like how much more of the base that I can build. Like it started off as not an, a big aspect of the game. And I was like, ah, just build a little, you know, little house because I need a bed to sleep in or whatever. But then that's how they always get you. That's how the oh, base man. building always gets you. <laughs> and it was like in a corner, like, cause I was like, oh, I'm just excited to go out and like explore this world and catch these pals. But then when I realized each of them, a lot of them have special things that are unique to them that you can only find out in the world once you craft them and unlock them later, but you got to do other things to do it. And there's like bosses. And so like, it's kind of like your open world game, but like if there were Pokemon, if they were Pokemon, it would probably like be the greatest Pokemon game ever sold. Like if it was Pokemon, but it is, it's not, it's these pals and they have weapons and they are like, you can evolve them and pick them up and use them in different ways. Like instead of like, Hey, I'm taking the Pokemon or the pal and like throwing it. Pokemon, I always do that, by the way. Always do that. If I take the pal and throw it. From everything you heard like, and everything you're saying now, it sounds justifiable, Jay. I don't think you. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the characters are different. I mean, they obviously have different kind of powers and things. Like some of them have submachine guns that they just get out and use on their own. But like if you unlock a certain ability, they just stand on you and constantly like shoot their submachine guns. So like it's just different things like that. And you can have one that like. You can put a collar on it, and it always stays by your side. So you can like have another one go like a fight at the same time. So it's it's almost like I don't know, man. It, it's people talk about Ark. I don't know if you've ever played Ark or a game like that, but just heavy, heavy base building, heavy open world. Um, Honestly, what you're describing this is gonna be yeah. nothing to you, but what you're describing makes me think of Dungeon Keeper uh, hmm. and War of the Overworld. I believe is what the like. Um, well, you went of, way deep. Kind of not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah these are. Yeah, the, but those are. I loved those games, and they were very much that way. You had to build certain things in your base to curate certain types of uh, uh, parts of your army, and you know, I, that's. Uh, I'm sure infinitely more simple, uh, simplified rather than than all the ins and outs of this. But that concept, I know exactly that feeling of like i gotta build this i'm gonna need more of this to get more of those and mm-hmm. i know exactly what we're talking about here as far as the internal mechanisms yep. <laughs> and it's it's i never thought like one of the things when we because i play so many open world games nowadays right there's so many of them whether you're talking about assassin's creed zelda like whatever there's so many of them so when you can and and because of that, i think some games have failed when they have like failed to very the enemies that you fight in those open world, like Marvel's Avengers, great game, like gameplay wise is very fun to me, but like you just kept fighting robots over and over and over. It's like, come on, you gotta, like, this is not fun. What are we doing? Like, you just not want us to kill people. That's why we're not fighting any very people. Like enemies are just giving us different robots. Like it it was super annoying. Uh, But this, obviously, if you're catching Pokemon, like, ooh, you want to catch them all. Like the pals are kind of similar. Like when I'm out in the open world and I'm just trying to explore and get to a certain point of like pov and i see different kind of pals i'm like oh i definitely got to go catch them because i don't know like what kind of pal like what kind of pal this is going to be because they also do different things in your base some of them are like handiwork some of them do like farming some you know all that kind of stuff so it's like oh i need different kinds of pals to like be in my base and you i even built this overlook tower which i'm not going to use upon further inspection but you could (laughs) to either like make them work normally work them hard Work them even harder, and like their their social their sanity goes down the harder sure. you work them, yeah. and like they start getting depressed and like upset and like That's it it's yeah. great I love it but I, I'm like no I want to keep them like 
productive, so they can build me. Yeah, things. that that was yeah, you know, again uh, old comparison, but one of the funnest things about Dungeon Keeper was. <laughs> Because they would, they would kind of, your minions would kind of fuck off, might not be doing the thing that you want them doing, training or whatever it would be. And like, you could slap them. You could just like, you got <laughs> yeah, a hand. You can. You got a hand, you could just slap them and be like, get back to fucking, go do the thing I told you to do. And they would get their shit together and go do it. <laughs> See, me being the, the gentle ruler, I go and pet them, you know, yeah. and, they, and then they like start smiling. It does like the, um, the Animal Crossing thing where they like do like an emote and like little roses and things, you know. So it's a, it it does the cute things that like draw you in with the cute pals, and you can take them. Asgard's like, Rascal, that if you too. Want. If you're trying so. to befriend all the, not only befriend <laughs> but advance the befriendment tree of, like, uh, not bind, but uh, yeah, bind, like your bind. relationship. Yeah, kind of, yeah, you're like building your relationship connection. Through, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's. So it's it's a blast, man. It's and and me and Jesse, like it's it's open world, so you can invite people in. So you know, my brother started playing with me, and I got him hooked, which is awesome. So we went out and fought the first uh, boss together, and you know, I wanted to see what that would be like. And of course, it was a blast. You know, big boss fight. You go in, and it kind of shows an arena where it, there's like a pal, and then like they they throw the ball, and their their giant pal jumps out. And of course, they're like five times they as have tall a, as you. It even has like a ball, like a pokeball. Yeah, yeah, they're pal spheres. You got to throw them and catch the catch the pal. Why, why like, are people awesome. even trying to say that there's any? Like, I, like, <laughs> I, I hear the dialogue. I hear the chatter in my periphery of like, yo, it's not Pokemon. Like that's fucking Pokemon. What do you mean? <laughs> you're not even, it definitely. If you're no, not even going to do the work to like change the device that you catch them with, that's insane. <laughs> no, it's. I it, think Nintendo should be suing them too. Then what the fuck? <laughs> And I am the I'm the least litigious person on the planet. <laughs> yeah, obviously the way you're talking about it, it sounds like oh, it sounds like Pokemon. When you play it, it's like oh, you throw a ball, it catches it. Like that's a Pokemon similar. There's enough different that when you're playing it, you're like, yeah, this feels actually very very different to like a Pokemon game. Like that that is like a thing that Pokemon does. Yes, that that is from Pokemon, but otherwise it feels completely different of a game. Honestly, okay, but. It's great. Well, Teach alone, you know, like it's still great. Um, maybe is it coming to VR? <laughs> of course, the, the standard next question is. <laughs> well, considering this, I've never gotten Pokemon. Have you ever played Pokemon? No. We don't think we ever had the discussion. Have you ever played any Pokemon games? You know what? Outside of Pokemon Go, same. Yeah, doesn't really count too. just because it's so. It was so. It was such a thing. It, well, it was such a thing, but also so little friction to get going. You know, I'm outside. Like, I'm going to yeah. be outside anyway. It's on my I'm phone, exactly. It's just a phone app. Yeah, same thing. That's the only time I've ever engaged Pokemon in any way, shape, or form either. So um, it's interesting to me because everything about it sounds like the kind of thing I like. I like all those types of you know collecting. Like I like I feel everything like you about would love this. Yeah, yeah. Everything like, everything else every about it is 100 percent my wheelhouse. It's just yeah. some sort of like it's probably just. My cunty, like too many people do it, thing. You know, like I'm just not doing this because it can't be. It can't be as good as this many people think it is. Thereby, no. <laughs> you, you, would, you would. The funny thing is, Jesse was against it at first too. He was like, nah, 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 nah. And then finally, he was like, all right, I read up about it. I'll just, I'll just give it a try. Then it was like, all right, what's the cult to your world? And then we're like, <laughs> like the raw, you know what I mean? Then just like. We gotta go find a boss that was great. You know, you just get sucked in. It's just I can't describe it because it, it it sounds like 
it's one of those things, I don't know the history of it. It sounds like there was like a whole cult following leading up to it. And it's still in preview. So keep in mind, people have bought this thing and it's still in preview knowing that there's bugs and like it's they're still working on it. But it's still fun. Like I thought because of other game previews that have come out, I expected the game to be even more limited than it is. But if, if like because of that, I just haven't expanded and like explored out there. So there's so much more to it than even I have seen yet. I don't even like read about it on or watch things on YouTube because I don't want them spoiled. I got to experience it myself. <laughs> so I highly recommend it. You have an Xbox. Do I? Turn I it on. I honestly don't. I don't, I don't, I don't want to even hear that you, you know, got rid you know, of this. You know, it's going to hurt my Jake. ears. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry if you got rid of it. For some reason or another, <laughs> like we have this, this center, like this, I don't know what to call it, like some sort of dining, uh, coffee table fucking thing that holds all the remotes and game controllers and stuff. And for the longest time, it had both the Oculus sets of controllers in it, the two Xbox controllers, and the Pro Switch controller. Like, all of them were there. Probably a month or so ago... Every all the other controllers got put away. I just took them all out and put them in uh, the drawer where all my other junk is. <laughs> Xbox and Switch both. The controllers got thrown in the junk drawer. <laughs> that hurts, man. That hurts. That's how. That's how much. Uh, well, I mean, that's how much you love VR? You're my, just in uh, love with VR. You're uh, obsessed with VR. I heard Microsoft is getting rid of their their Xbox too. So you know. If they don't even care about it, why should I? <laughs> don't believe the news, Josh. Don't believe the news. Uh, okay, word. Anything up? Power World and... and that's it. Power okay. World and COD Zombies, man. That, that's word. been the the book. I tried to get my dip my toe back into Diablo 4 last night, but I was too tired. I started it way too late. Because <laughs> I know that's a, like, a new season that I've missed, and I want to jump back in. Because that game is still freaking fun. Okay. Okay. Well, Asgard's Wrath is still dominating my my gaming landscape, but this motherfucking game deleted my save, Jay! This game deleted my fucking save! I was like, I don't know, 50 hours in, and it deleted the save. And I didn't... I didn't know... I didn't know... I found something out that you should hear, and everyone who has a fucking uh, um, Oculus or Quest or whatever should hear. There is a cloud save function that you just log into your meta account and you can just reload a cloud save backup to your device. The problem is it only keeps one for every application. And if you go too long after the moment when you want to have restored, it will have saved a new one onto it, particularly if you use the app all the fucking time. So... I didn't realize, I didn't know about this thing's existence until it was too late and I couldn't restore my save prior to this deletion happening. Dude, I Dude. was, I was wrecked. Dude, I was wrecked. It like, so I think, <laughs> and again, I don't have, I don't have any way to like, that's rough. You know, I don't have any scientific proof of, of this is what happened, but I think it, like it, it did that. This crash thing that honestly it happened a bunch with the first one via that, via that PCR, PC VR shit has not happened with this one really much at all. A couple of times really, and it's not even crashing. It's just like kind of it locks up, like the it like locks your view, 
but you can still keep looking around, and it's just black area around that view where it locked up, right? So if you let it go long enough, I think it will fix itself on this, on, on, the, on two, and I don't think I let it do that. And on top of that, it happened when I was, like, it's, it must have been the most anomalous of, of things to make this all happen, but... It, it happened when I was materializing after a fast travel. And I think it saves on all fast travels. So I think it basically locked up mid-save. And I power cycled it because I didn't wait for it to get back. Oh. So I think it corrupted the save period. So oh, yeah. like this happens and I turn it back on after the power cycle. And it just like, it's acting like... I just installed it and I'm like my I don't even know how to describe my inner turmoil. I'm like what the fuck? Like it has to do this I don't even know it's called compiling shaders. I don't know what's happening. It's this number that will count very fast when you start the app sometimes at the bottom yeah. of the screen. But the first time you install it, it's a higher number and it counted slower. So it was doing that and I'm like what the fuck? And it gets all the way through that. And then I start the game and it takes me to like the tutorial thing. And I'm like, oh my God. And like, I'm like emailing and tweeting and like fucking, oh my, you, I lost my shit. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Send all this shit and fucking, you know, nothing, didn't, don't get any information. And then like the next day, I think to check the discord, which is where everyone puts this information now. And I hate that fucking app. So I never think to check it and I never mm-hmm. use it. And I, if I'd have went there, I'd have found this. There's some guy trolling through there telling people about this fucking cloud backup thing that you can use. Uh, and, the, and the game has one in it too. You can wind back your saves in the game also, but in this case, it had corrupted it so it didn't even exist. There was nothing to roll back to in the app, uh, which I tried that when I was doing all my various <laughs> troubleshooting on my own, but so so fucked, dude. Yeah, I lost it. I glass half fold it on the basis that I understand how the game works now. So my character builds, my follower builds, and all the skills and stuff. I can build them more knowledgeably and less aimlessly, which is true, and I think that is going better. But you know, I'm two we- hours. Yeah, dude, I'm like two weeks later, probably, and I'm just almost back to where I was, probably playing a ton. And yeah, it's it was just so heart wrenching, dude. I don't even know how to describe how fuck and like you know I was I'm surprised you went back and did it again. I well, mean, I just this, it, it, the game's too good, dude. The game's too good. I, I'm not. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, I'm on pins and needles. It did that. Like it did a. uh, I don't know. I think it got updated or something the other day, and it did a weird shader thing when I was loading the game. I was like, I was like the whole time it was happening. I was like fucking death grip on like everything. Like Like, this fucking thing. Better go. Yeah, if it fucking doesn't load, I'm gonna lose it. Uh, thankfully not the case though. Um, I feel like that's a stressful situation now. Every time you play the game, you're like, right. But yeah, and I, I think screen. I think now though that I you know I, I have that cloud backup knowledge, and I even if it does happen again, theoretically I think I can fix my life. But uh, yeah, it's just so fucking rough, dude. <laughs> Here's the wild thing: so I restart it, and there's these things that are called rift, rift battles or something. Like basically, you're just walking around the world, and out of nowhere, this like portal will open. And the three god ladies that are kind of like your, the the, like the fates kind of thing. Yeah, the, I don't even know. How, they're like they're like Oracles. the ones that are kind of like most loosely guiding your god form through this quest. Okay, and 
Loki creates these rifts and you have to go into them and kill everything in them and then they they can seal them back up basically once you kill the stuff that's in the rift. So there's they're basically like these little arena battles bonus stage kind of things. And you get treasures at the end of them and shit and just whatever items. So I've done a million of these in the last playthrough and they're all just normal. You go in, it's just like another stage in the game, do it whatever, yeah. come back out and you go back to the the, the normal game. I'm talking to, I go and visit my buddy Will. Will, yeah. So, yeah, the one we've watched the Cavs games with yeah. uh, at Fort Irwin. And he already beat the, he beat this game. He beat the game in like two weeks. Dude. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he's already beat it. And he's talking about there being an AR function for it, like an AR aspect to it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, yeah, the Rift things. I'm like, Dude, I played like 50 hours before this. What do you mean? Yeah, what are you talking about? So I guess some of these are AR things. So you go into them, and then before the battle starts, you have to grab this thing, and it kind of explains to you that you're going to be doing these portals. And once you grab the item, you're it goes to AR, pass-through mode, where you can see your room. What? And these windows, it kind of, like, it sounds awesome. Oh. And it it is like kind it, of it. You were talking about this in a different game, I remember. Well, it's it's yeah. Well, that that demo tech demo thing. It's 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 the same yeah. concept, but that eventually opens up to the whole space. Everything right, like you eventually knock out all the walls, and your room goes away, and that's just like a slow progress towards that. You start in your room, and then the walls start falling away. This it just keeps opening up a new window in your room, and then enemies. You can see a few enemies in it, and then sometimes they'll run through the portal at you, and you have to. But the problem is, you're locked in place. You can't move around necessarily, which means you have to rely on melee combat, which is not really how I play the game. <laughs> I do. I use all a lot of ranged battling, you know. I Wait, use, so you can't have like bow and arrow? You can, but you can't move away from them to keep distance. So you can shoot your bow and arrow with them right on top of you, but they're going to be smashing the shit out of you. So, oh, yeah, so it's it's a little fucked in that regard. I've had the first one. I was like, "This kind of sucks because of that." I've had a few more now, and I don't know why they're happening now and didn't happen before. Like I said, I played the show of the game. I don't do anything different other than going faster because I know what I'm doing, <laughs> you know. But I, yeah, I don't know what I could possibly be doing to catalyze these happening this time and not the last time I was playing the game. Wait, so what? you didn't change anything? I didn't change anything. Started they're just happening yeah. anyway. I mean, they haven't happened, but it's been maybe three, two or three times, huh. you know. And I'm almost in the same place, but. They didn't happen at all before. So, yeah, I don't know what the difference is there. But the thing is, having to battle the way those force you to battle has also taught me some things. I've learned a few things I can do in melee combat that makes it more enjoyable and effective. So, even though I was kind of pissed or irritated about them at first, it's kind of forced me to learn some new combat mechanics. Parrying things and fight, like knocking projectiles back at enemies that fire things at you. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of forced me to probably become a better player too. But it is, I, I, it's it's an awesome idea, like I said, in concept, but I wish there was some way for you to still have some mobility uh, so you could kind of fight the way you want to. Um, I still find it fascinating that you had not experienced these before. I do too. Until so, yeah. so you read about you, it. Yeah, well, like, I'm telling you. When, it's yeah, like when, somebody well, was watching and they're like, oh, he found out the truth. We got to send them in. We got to unlock the special mode for him. He found out <laughs> Like what is this? Like the yeah, matrix? I don't see how it's possible, dude. Because yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, when when Will said that, like I, 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 you know, I do have fifty. Like, again, like 
loving this game, played 50 hours, just went through this already like really traumatic experience. It had just happened right before I went out to visit him. And then he tells me this earth-shattering function that I hadn't even seen. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty wild. Lies. Deceptions. But now that I'm back on track, fucking, you know. Good stuff. It's such a good game, dude. It's so fucking good. Uh, I hope I don't lose my save again. So played a bunch of that. That's really it for games. I tried, like, I wanted to sit down the other night and, and started playing a little bit of a Expect You to Die 3 again. That, like, escape room spy themed escape room game uh, that I had gotten on sale a while back. Um, and uh, fucked with it a little bit, but it's basically just been all Asgard's Wrath. I did the... Uh, Let's Talk Oculus Pod mentioned this documentary. You got to get this, dude. It's fucking so good. They mentioned this JFK documentary that is uh, available on there now. It's a VR documentary. So it's like 35 minutes, five eps between like five and eight minutes each. And dude. JFK? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not like, it's not like I'm like fucking. History buff. Uh, I mean, I do like history. I, I mean, I might be a history buff, but I'm not like a JFK nut or anything. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not like. It is certainly interesting that the president got his head blown off, and there's video of it, and it's like such a thing. That's kind of interesting. But I'm not. I'm definitely not like a JFK fanatic, and I still this is because there's all sorts of. Sh- and, and you know, again, I am a history. I do like history, and I've certainly watched JFK documentaries before. But there's a bunch of shit in there I did not know. And but it's VR, dude. So they like they have taken photographs of various. You know, they have part of it's out on the street. So you're like walking through this little part of Dallas where the car fucking um, motorcade goes through, and like you mm-hmm. see how you know like you've you've seen all those videos a million times. You hear about the grassy knoll and like all the the fucking from the window, all that like all that shit. You hear all that. You can even watch flat screen documentaries. Yeah, completely different to be there and see it all happen and understand the dynamic of the space and how it all went down, you know? So, like, super fast, but they take actual photographs from the day in the moment, and there was this, like, they even interviewed the one woman who was just down there taking pictures, and, like, I guess her pictures are some of the more famous stills of the moments. And they take the photographs, they put them on the screen, and then they paint a VR world around it and then eventually consume the photo with a VR. So it's like, I don't know, dude, it's just really well done. And, you know, they go up into the building, the book depository, and they're in the fucking space at the window and they have the photo of the shells on the ground that the fucking cops took and the window, the little stack of boxes that he had put the rifle on. And then they show you that photo and then they paint the world around it. And you see the actual space that this happened in, you know, and you can fucking move around it and look at like around the fucking boxes and shit, dude. It's fucking nuts, (laughs) dude. It is so fucking cool. And just, it's just like the, you know, the first layer of what VR can do for documentary stuff like this, but it is so fucking good. Yeah. And they do like, they go out on the grassy on on this actual, where this supposedly another shooter could have been. Uh, And they're not really, it's not really even a speculative documentary at all. They're just kind of showing you because there was another, uh, either photography or some, some, some sort of other footage or something was captured from where it's supposedly this other shooter could have been. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they like show him like he was standing on this like stone pillar and they like put your POV there and like show you look down and see your his feet and like see the vantage point that the pictures he took and you can see the woman that had the other pictures in his fucking photograph or whatever. So it's like it just links it all together in this really, you know, in a 3D space so your mind can really understand exactly how it all happened, you know. And they go to the fucking hospital, they go, they're talking, they, they interview a bunch of people, the fucking lead detective in Dallas, who was like, you know, he's like a fucking, I think, like, late 20s guy or something. There was no reason for this dude, he had no, like, resume to warrant being the lead detective or one of the lead detectives on the assassination of the U.S. president, you know what I mean? He just happened to be the Dallas guy who got assigned it, you know, um, and he's lived a whole crazy-ass life as a result of it, so... Just really cool and insightful interviews and stuff. Uh, and the interviews, too. You know, they're like, they're VR interviews. So, you're like, you're looking at them talk in a VR. You're, like, in their living room with them as they're talking. They take you out into, I guess he had been, his, Lee Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald's wife and and his kid, they had split up. And she was staying with this friend at the time this happened. And he came over to their house the day before unannounced, which usually he would call before he would come over. And this woman she was staying with didn't like this, didn't like him. He was like a, you know, they were split up for reasons, I'm sure. And I'm sure her story was not a positive one of Lee Harvey Oswald. So this woman who owned the house hated him. So he came over unannounced the day before and she didn't realize it, but he had already been in the garage before he came in and talked to them or anything. And she didn't realize that till later or the, the day after or something. And this is where he had, the fucking rifle had been stored, dude. They go out there and the wife knew that he had a rifle out there. And like, I didn't know any of that. Like, you know, there's like, though I don't know about what you've heard of that story, but like, you know, it's like he shot him, but like there, there was like, to, in my mind, they never necessarily had like some like really concrete proof. Otherwise, what the fuck are we talking about here? You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, that's... no, the wife's like, yeah, he had a fucking rifle. It was in the fucking it was in the fucking garage. It's in this blanket that was wrapped up. The blanket's there now, and the gun's gone. <laughs> you know, and it's the same kind of rifle that shot the fucking president, and they had the shells for, and yada yada. Like, there's just no. It takes. It took all the I don't know questions. Suspense. Yeah, questions out of it completely. <laughs> uh, and again, I've watched a million of these things. Not a million, but a lot of them. And how have I never heard any of that? (laughs) So just a good documentary, even if it wasn't in a VR format where you're like, again, you're like literally in the garage looking at the fucking photograph of the blanket where they fucking the the rifle was, you know, it's just like, it's nuts, dude. Um, Just so crazy to be able to essentially relive something like that created from still photographs from 50 yeah. years ago just nuts dude so fucking cool such a cool thing nice um, yeah so i cannot recommend that enough uh and again it's only 35 minutes you know episodes even you can watch it episodically very cool i did a i got requested to do a quest focus group dude i did it yesterday <laughs> nice yeah it was pretty wild they fucking they, they have an office right it's like eight minutes from my house so they emailed me about this and I saw where it was. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. And like this dude, they were not fucking ready for this. They were not ready for me to come in there and do this, dude. Like I go in there and it's like, oh, you know, the, man. yeah, this, <laughs> this woman's what? like, they, they, so this woman's like, I don't know, man. I'd guess she was probably late twenties, maybe, you know, and 
She's just like, you know, oh, just like reading what things off. What did you do, Josh? Yeah. Well, she's like reading things off paper. Just, you know, she's just not, she's certainly not like the most, I don't know, socially. Is this her first fo- focus group? Is this her no, first No, I mean, no, she, she didn't, it wasn't like she didn't know what she was oh, doing. Okay. It's just like, you know, she's like kind of like a, I don't know, like a rigid office worker. She's not like, a, not not ready to have a conversation with my loud ass, basically, you know, uh, especially like this where like she expects you know, she comes in and she like gives me this spiel about like, you know, because we're it's it's testing. I'm not allowed to talk about any of the specifics, but it's like right. testing new features in the UI and stuff is what we were doing. And some of that shit might not work right because it's just prototype stuff. So she's like right. starts it with this like spiel about how like, you know, if anything doesn't work the way you want it or you don't have answers to the questions I'm asking you, it's not your fault necessarily this is a prototype i'm like yeah right. i'm like i'm like i don't give a fuck <laughs> like, like i'm gonna tell you exactly how i feel at all times yeah. don't worry about it you don't worry about any of that uh let's go you know so we go we do like do all their stuff and then there was a component towards the end that was like related to the social stuff you know uh-huh. uh in the ui and which i th- i've said told you before like that's like it's so bad it's such yeah. their ui i have so many complaints about the ui in general social aspects of it are horrific uh and like we do this like short little thing and like you know when it first pops up i'm like oh yes the social shit like let's go i got so much to say <laughs> you know it's like it's just like this one little quick thing at the end she whatever we do with that and and then she's like, okay, we're done. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, no, no, no. I got way, like, let's go. I got way more to say about this. <laughs> like, she was just not like, you know. Wait, like, I'm in I, the room. Yeah. I got my opportunity. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was like, no, we got to talk about this. I got fucking solutions for you. We got to fucking, you know, uh, hilarious, dude. And she's like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll put you down the list. Like, I, I, she's like, I got a feeling we'll call you again. <laughs> but yeah, there's, she was not ready for uh, the amount of opinions I think I was bringing to the table for that. <laughs> nice. Uh, so that was cool. And value, uh, like yeah, yeah, dude, like yeah, the idea of having direct input. I, I don't know if I ever told this story, but I I did one, I did one of those focus groups for a like a bank. I think it was Chase Bank actually uh, hmm. in New York. I think I was, and I think I fucked up credit card stuff for people. Like so, I was I had I had for a long time been on this hustle with my credit cards back when what? I had to carry balances because I was broke as fuck. Where I was just applying for new cards every six months, getting the introductory. And I've been doing that for yeah, years, yeah. dude. Just get a new card for six or 12 months, zero AP, 0% transfer APR, the transfer the balance, yeah. and just you're constantly on 0% APR. And, dude, I went in there. I am not exaggerating the fucking slightest, dude. I did that. I went and did that thing, that focus group. And within, it was a very small amount of time. Like inside of a few months, that went away. They stopped doing that. They started, they, they changed it to where there was a fee for the balance transfer, uh, which didn't used to be the case, you know? So they, you know, and I, like, I don't have any proof of this, but it sure is fishy that I was like the master hustler of that for years. I go in and dumbly say something about it in one focus group for Chase Bank and the whole system changes. I was like, I think I ruined my own fucking hustle right? by being honest. In <laughs> you the closed the loophole. Group. Right. Thank yeah. God, Josh. So fucked. So, uh. <laughs> Yeah. So my point being that saying shit in those things can change things. <laughs> so hopefully Absolutely. I can I can I can make the fucking uh, the UI of of Meta better uh, by participating in these fucking things. We shall see. Um, TBD. The only other thing for I had. Service. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the only other thing I had was uh, a caveman gaming update, which I shared in the the, the 
fucking in the thread. Subnautica 3's tweet about co-op Subnautica. How fucking exciting is that, Jay? How have you not played those games either? How have you not played that or Outer Wilds? How have you not done either of these things? Well, I started, I did my toe in Outer Wilds, but there was so much other stuff at the time. Like, I think I was a new Xbox employee. Like, it, there, there's so much going on. I just kind of got lost, honestly. You got to got to redo it. Got to got to get on. I, I, I'm still. Watching, I will I, agree. I do need to do that. I just got on I another side tangent within the last week where I've been watching videos of people's responses to playing it for the first time and just people rambling for hours about how it's fucking. You know, they can't even put into words its emotional impact mm. on them and yada yada yada. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Uh, searching for tweets and shit. I'm just like on a whole new kick just because. And, and it is. It's just like I just, I'm just like. I, I sit and listen to people talk about it and it just makes me sad that I can't go to that place again <laughs> because it is just this one time experience. Did it. Yeah, you yeah. cannot you cannot replicate uh that again once you experience it. But it's not a good, not quite that, but close. And the idea of, of being able to co op that is, is pretty fucking cool. If if they can if they make it co op well, I, I, it's I not will, a matter of I if, will play based it. on that tweet, it's 100% happening because people were bitching about it, saying they were worried it was going to ruin the one-player experience or diminish it in some way. And they were like, no, 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 it's like co-op's going to be an additive feature. You can play it and enjoy it as a one-player thing. Just the same. No problem. Uh, which well, is funny. I'm all, for, I'm all for co-op adventures and exploration. So if that's if that's, if that's what happens, I will jump in. And we can explore the un- the freaky underwater ocean fair, simultaneously. Fair. Fine. I, if that happens, Jay, fine. I'll dig my Xbox controllers out of the junk drawer, I suppose. Select team from NES Play Action Football, bringing us into the ep. Let's go! Choose from eight powerful teams packed with real pro players. Pick your play or defense, then knuckle down for head-banging action. Miss a key block and risk a sack. Pick the right play for a big game. But watch out for that tightening defense. Zone coverage can eliminate the long ball. We learned that in our two-player <laughs> It's It's realistic, hardcore football, and you make the decisions. Your backfield is tired. Do you substitute? That last pass was complete, and they're measuring it. It's fourth and inches with seconds to go. Do you go for it? It's a fourth down showdown at the NES Power Bowl. And that is all on the back of the box. There's not a single solitary ink dot of printing dedicated to Story World and the manual, which kind of surprised uh, me, you know, most of these games, even the sports ones, they're still trying to like some table setting effort. Nope, they're like it's simulation. Nah. Like you're playing football, you know what the fuck football is. Go play football. <laughs> That's what you're here to do. We all know it. Let's go. Right, right, right. Uh, and that is the format as well. I don't think we've needed Clearly. to bother with that. Yeah. So it, uh, the release for this is September 1990 via Nintendo's R&D3 division. And that was after all too many delays and false starts, har har, on this release, nearly a year of, of false promises before it finally dropped. Um, so they took their time with it, which we kind of just talked about. Yeah, I hadn't realized that, but we, we, we mentioned it in the co-op, couch co-op, how this, uh, in that interview I did with Greg Lauder, this was the first Nintendo of America proprietary release. Uh, everything else wow. had been developed in Japan and then ported 
or, or brought over to the U.S., localized to the U.S. So this was the first one that they ever had to figure out the whole flowchart of here. And you can kind of see it, I guess, really in hindsight. And I hadn't thought about that. And that's uh, really interesting, I think. I mean, it kind of makes sense, too, that their fir- the first American game that they made is football. Like, what, what, like, we're making our American debut. What is more American like besides football, making yeah. like a baseball game, you know, football. There you go. Yeah, yeah, but if, if that's you know that's about right when I think that continental shift was happening, though. I th- I think baseball right around this time is when football overtook baseball yeah. as yeah because it was all America's pastime, and I was like because right. I loved it too, but then it was kind of like I watched the Reds win the World Series and all that, but then kind of after that, I was like, all right, I like football, definitely college football. And it was like, yeah, football's way more fun. I never thought about that either. I have mentioned how like the 1990 Super Bowl and 1991 were when well, 1991 was my first season where I was really into it, you know, like literally mm. like getting the Miller Lite score books that were at the grocery store out of the display and writing down the scores every week. That was 1991 that I first did that. And I never thought about like I just kind of said that casually that shift of kind of sports media dominance or whatever, you know, kind of spitballing that that happened about then. But the idea that that might have like literally been when it happened and yeah. it got its hooks into me, that, that's crazy to think that, I don't know, my that I might have been at the right age for that to happen right when Dude. they would have, right when they were really trying to make it Are happen. Are you kidding me? It, and that, absolutely. And that, that's when the football oh. sets blew up too, 89, 90, you know, yeah. when the, like it, pro set and them came out. So that makes a lot of sense, man. Dude, I had all the baseball cards albums up until then, but then around 91, then I kind of just fell off of that. Like, I still played basketball, but, like, going to games and, like, consuming otherwise sports, I was like, uh, I think football is more interesting and more exciting, you know? Like, it just it just took over completely. And it was definitely – that was the thing, too. Like, at school, basketball was still bigger, I think. To like, I'm saying to like the kids that like yeah. were like the cool kids in my view in like fourth grade when this was happening. Basketball was still a little bigger, maybe football and basketball right there. Yeah, but baseball had, was definitely like a distant yeah. whatever third. Yeah. You know, because you had Jordan. Jordan was like, right. oh yeah, he's the man. Dude, like, of course. I remember arguing with motherfuckers about Jordan and Dominique and fucking. 19, oh my gosh! 19, yeah, 1990 the madness. Nineteen hoops yes. basketball <laughs> cards. It's just yeah, it's fucking crazy. Uh, so yeah, huge basketball and football, <laughs> both huge. In any event, the cover art for this there is behind Jay right now. It's the the front illustration has a running back going up over a huge pileup of players at the line, and this scenario could only happen as depicted on like a fourth and inches. Oh, yeah. line play, you know, <laughs> it's the only time this would ever happen in an actual football game. And there are multiple offensive linemen trying to get some push down below. A few defenders trying to climb that pile to meet the ball carrier at the, oh, man. the I don't know, at his high point, I guess. And you choose realistic offensive and tough defensive strategies as their pitch line below the title, clearly stressing the simulation aspect of this game right before, right from the Toys R Us aisle. And it's emblazoned with the four-player game icon- iconography. An obvious huge selling point for the game, being able to play two player versus two player. And how I never really looked at it, like I've seen it a million times, but again, just micro analyzing. That four player fucking logo is really cool, dude. It's using that negative space in the two color design to create four faces next yeah. to the number four. Like that's a really smart and cool logo design. 
Uh, so it catches your eyes on the on the box. You know, you notice it and you're like, oh, four player. Sure. Oh, I can play with my cousins. Oh, let's go. Yeah. But it's, again, even yes, eye catching, but just again, really parsing it. Like it's it has a it really communicates the message, which not all logos do. <laughs> artists do it, right? Know? Yeah. So yeah, uh, dude, look at this picture and think about how football works. Look at the field. Look at the its orientation in the stadium, and then look how the players are oriented in the action. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't unless, make any. It doesn't make any unless, sense, dude. Unless somehow it's like they're going forward, but people are getting pushed. The the defense is trying to push them backwards. Right, but it's he's going kind sideways. Of pushed off his point of attack. Yeah, yeah, like I you're mean, pushing sideways. You're, That's the funny. only way this works. Yeah, you're always coming up with. You are, are always able to find a solution for uh, insanity <laughs> in these things, uh, and that's that's hilarious. Good for you. Because yeah, otherwise, is, so the ball carrier doing? appears to be diving over that pile perpendicular to our POV from left to right, <laughs> and our view of the field puts our POV positioned in one end zone, maybe right in front of the goalpost, looking yep. directly towards the opposite goalpost. So like. Perfectly down the middle of the field, basically, and they're moving left to right, player wise, or the, the running back is the, with the ball. So, you know, this running back is essentially diving towards the sideline, not towards a first down or touchdown. So, you know, yep. sure, who cares? It's just some fucking goofy ass sports cover shit. It doesn't really matter. There's a bunch of goofy ass shit on RBI too, as well. If you recall, the shit didn't make sense oh, where yeah. like the player's hand was in the base and the home base and all that. But uh, yeah, when I really started looking at it, I was like, this fucking is weird. You know what's interesting? Nowadays, if you produced a picture like this, people would say, "Oh, that was AI generated. Look at that. It's not <laughs> right, right?" Yeah. Like you'd be like, "Oh, it's, that's not right." Because yeah, know, yeah, there's no, there's no human intuition there. Right? Uh, like a human no, would never do that. Right? Yeah, no <laughs> human exactly. human rationale. Yeah, absolutely. That's fascinating. So interestingly, too, dude. So and you know, and again, we're just uh, I love doing this podcast for this uh-huh. reason, but we're digging up the fact that. You know, it 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 is their first U.S. thing, and they just don't know how to do anything. Or not even that they don't. Even, this is even, this is even a testament to not knowing how to do anything. This is a testament to not having a just a way of doing things yet. But this art is signed by someone. It's signed by one P. The letter P is in Paul Howell, or I mean, that last letter might be an E. So how maybe? But either way, it's signed by someone, and. You don't get that for most of the other. A lot of these things are illustrated, and you don't get that. So it's interesting that that is on the box cover here. You can see that. It's also interesting that I couldn't find anything about this individual. So that was kind of a bummer. I was hoping I'd be able to see some sort of work through line of you had done a bunch of NES work, or and we finally got a name or something, you know. But not the case. The back of the box is a standard three banger as far as the pictures go. There's a shot of the play view on the field, the substitution screen, and a shot of the scoreboard you get when you score a rushing tutty. And the NFL PA logo is back here because we have the player names and likenesses in the game. And then that copy of blurb I already rattled off. And we will talk more about that uh, player's license here in a moment. The manual is, it's you know, again, their first launch title, essentially, for the publishing division of Nintendo of America. It's not surprising, I suppose, but they don't fuck around with this manual at all. It is 40 pages, full color. And, you know, they're just, it's the whole fucking, there's no... No corners cut here. I'm yeah. surprised there was so much in it, honestly. Yep. I, I was shocked at the length. Yep, for sure. They didn't leave. No stone unturned as far as the functionality goes. The cover is just a solid football field grass green with the title treatment and that aforementioned cool-ass four-player logo. And there's, yeah, I mean, it's just a, 
every possible aspect of football is explained to you in here, how the game interprets it and employs it. Uh, some of the highlights of all that shit is uh, pages 14 to 17 are pretty cute illustrated explanations of offensive and special team moments, you know? And, they, and for every one of these, you get illustrations of the players doing the things and then pictures of the gamepad showing you <laughs> what things because there is a ton of that in this game of like multi-button depressions to yeah. give you as much functionality as it does give you which is still at times frustratingly limited because it's just an nes controller but they do i think as much as they probably could have to give you all the different things that you want to do or could want to do as like a football from a football strategy perspective um yeah, if you don't know what football is, I think this would do an all right job of explaining how to do football. <laughs> you know, uh, it's pretty pay- solid. Like it was more detailed. Like I said, more detailed than I expected. Like you're really thorough here. Like okay, I, I got it. Like may- maybe maybe ten year old Jerry needed that. You know, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, dude, there's. I mean, yeah. that was probably. You know, we've talked a lot before how, you know, I think Tecmo's popularity and ultimate dominance over this as a NES football title, I think is predicated a lot in the usability, just like it's action oriented or arcade oriented. And a lot of this shit is just, they just fuck any of that. It's just have them run around, (laughs) you know, you know, so like all the, it's just like RPGs. It's not for everyone because there's just so many layers of like actual effort to replicate the cerebral part of football Mm -hmm. and, and playing this game. And then page 21 has the same stuff for defense, those little illustrations and shit. Pages 26 and 27 get into the player data attribute numbers and meters you can see on player profiles and how they translate to gameplay. And this is pretty interesting and I think worthy of, of an explanation. So uh, it's rather, oh, I mean, rather obvious, but there's one note at the end that was particularly interesting. So since data not on display... And they say FS, which free safety, though I presume this probably applies to all safeties, strong safeties and free safeties both. But mm-hmm. they can tackle, but they don't have a tackle meter. And it's just speed and and what maybe hands, I think it is, is the other mm-hmm. one that is shown. Uh, but they obviously have a tackling capability. So apparently all free safeties have average tackle level in the game. So that's worth, from a strategy angle, I guess, that means they're going to always be lower than like your better yeah. linebackers and defensive linemen on the Target tackling. Them. Right, <laughs> yeah. You know? So yeah, you don't want to be trying to make maybe like important open field tackles with your safeties, you know, um, linebacker, cornerback, defensive tackle, and nose tackle can all intercept. However, the level is the same for all of them on hands. So same, uh, same flip, flip side to that basically. And it's super interesting to me that cornerbacks are included in that because cornerbacks are probably hmm. should be at least as, if not more. Yeah, I would think they'd be solid. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least be capable of being solid right, uh, yeah. or good, you know. Uh, so that, that's kind of a tough. And I, you know, they had to make decisions here, business decisions. But that one could have been swapped. I think cornerbacks probably should have been pushed into that free safety or the safety category on that. Though this made me think about you know, there's the, the old football joke that all cornerbacks are basically wide receivers with shitty hands and that's why they become corner exactly <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that what they were trying to play on that joke with that that uh decision 
Everything else in here is pretty straightforward explanations of how to play football uh, within the construct of the game code, though. Not a ton of shit to, uh, that we can, you know, would need to explain here if you know how to play football. And you shouldn't be coming to this podcast to learn how to play football. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. So talk to me about notable history and Game Genie codes that didn't make you feel like you were cheating, even though maybe it sounds like you kind of wanted to, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny because the Game Genie codes that I found, yes, I definitely felt like I wanted to cheat. Like, give me some 99 power or something. But I sadly did not find such codes. The only codes that I found were 30-minute quarter codes, 10-minute quarters, no timeouts for Who player the two. fuck? These games are so long. How would you want to play 30-minute quarters? Exactly. I'm that, like, what game would, that game would take two hours, dude. <laughs> exactly. Like, if you or burn six timeouts a- per half, you could do that one, too. Okay. That's kind of interesting. That might... that. Might even not make me feel like I was cheating because the the clock is is fucking. It's it, it thankfully does it, it cooks to offset how them being fifteen minutes maybe and and give it like like I said if you burn through a game of this it still takes like forty minutes you know and if yeah I you know, I would be playing like I would make breakfast and like just because it, it thankfully <laughs> you could think once it gets to that that menu screen at the start of every play. There's no clock or anything, and you can just let it sit there like that. So I would fucking, like, you know, be playing and, like, play a quarter, go make breakfast, and fucking come back. And, like, you know, so that's how, if you play it that way, the fuck out. Some of these games took me, like, two, two and a half hours to get through, you know? So yeah, uh, I can't imagine wanting to extend the quarters. That is bonkers. That is nuts, right? Like that, yeah, I don't know. Craziness to me. Um, It's funny to me, too. Like, this game, it was ported to the Game Boy and, you know, received a follow-up to the Super Nintendo called Super, you know, Play Action Football. And it's fascinating because as much as I remember this game, the diagonal screen, because that was it was done that way because it was meant to be, like, isometrically, like, more 3D looking. Mm-hmm. But I, I, oddly enough, remember the Game Boy version a lot. Did you ever play the Game Boy version? Yeah. Jab- like, I had that one. Jab- it was good, too. It was good yeah. too. I it, not as good as the, I don't know, man. Yeah, good in a different way. It was it was just it was a little yeah. different. I guess as far as like on the go, when you compare that to like the whack uh, acclaim LCD kind of handhelds that were available at the time, like this was so much better when it comes to football. So yeah, I found that interesting as well. Yeah, I didn't I didn't play the Super Nintendo one a ton, but the Game Boy one I did a little bit. Well, on the the rest of the history front, I like I said, I mentioned I so I just did that interview with with Greg Louder, and mm-hmm. he so he was a counselor from eighty eight to ninety three, and he ended up like doing a bunch of random shit because he kind of he kind of became like an assistant lead manager, and it ended up he like he was pursuing that because it got him off the phones and the phone stuff was tough I guess <laughs> I guess uh, for him he was not he didn't enjoy it a, a ton uh, not even, like not even enjoy it but like. It became a lot after doing it for years, you know, like the way he his exact wording was. He's just like, I just like, I just, you know, just got tired of talking to eight year olds. <laughs> can you I'm imagine? Like, like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess like, I get that, man. I can I hear that. Uh, can so you, anyways, can so, you dude, I yeah, the, well, hold yeah. on. The fact that you just said that, like whenever I'm playing a game, even if I'm like because I'm used to playing a, even a game like Call of Duty. With, like, my friends, our age, you know, like, that kind of thing. But if I'm just playing a random game, and then I just, hey, yeah, I no, on the mic and media, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, no. Like, it's, my, not- it's, it's, it's my biggest fear. It's why I don't, <laughs> it's half of, at least half of why I'm so averse 
to multiplayer online gaming because there's just no I need you got to give me some control on who is just coming into my life you got I cannot I refuse to just be totally ungatekept and just like have any human being fly at my face like I'm not doing that <laughs> and every, like you gotta I feel like you'd have to have like a teacher level sensibility you know what I mean somebody right. who's able to talk to kids every day to be able right. to be like and like yeah, okay. it's not, and it's not yeah. you know it's not always been like I, I think I, I when I that time I was fucking around with the multiplayer thing on that first football game for the Quest and I got dropped in with that kid and again I was I was guessing he was I don't know like eleven or twelve <laughs> or something like that was actually a fantastic experience he taught me shit he was yeah. cool he wasn't like fucking spastic or anything like yeah you never you know, know. Not, yeah, never yeah I'm not saying it's not possible to have a good experience <laughs> but like the, the likelihood that you're gonna have a bad one especially if it's that volume that those guys had to deal with like holy shit yeah no it's not for me at all. Somebody's coming in angry because they threw the controller at the TV and now they're oh, still dude, on the yeah. phone and they're like, yeah. Bananas. Mom! Yeah, no, yeah. Those, and yes, both those interviews I just did with Caesar and him, like there's a little bit of that in there. They're both, you know, it's funny to me how it's, it's perfect. It's completely emblematic of what we're saying here is that it takes a different type of person and that's why they spent years there and succeeded at it and it's something that they can be dug up for and are willing to talk about today because they actually have they have character traits to them that makes that something they are disposed to be good at and able to cope with and that kind of person you know yeah. <laughs> uh because awesome. they are they are that uh but kudos to you guys yeah good yeah good for you guys not for fucking me is that it's an amazing idea but that yeah, moment to sounds moment, cool. Stuff, yeah, but being on the first moment to moment when I'm in. Anyways, Greg did a bunch of shit, and one of the little side projects he got put on was he was tasked with sourcing the roster information for these teams. So such a such a random cool thing uh, that is so fascinating to that was so fascinating to hear and engage with him about. But basically, so yeah, so when they were first doing this project, which started in, like, he started doing this in, like, late 88, he, he was his spitball. Nintendo handed him a, a group, a, a, a slice of the number of teams. So, like, there's 28 teams at the time in the NFL. And they only gave him, like, maybe half of those two right. that we wanted to work 16. with. Uh, so, you know, and, uh, you know, one of my whole big things in this game has always been the Buffalo's not in it. And it was basically big market teams. And if you look at like, I literally worked it out myself as we were talking. And as I'm reading through the teams, I'm like, LA, New York, Chicago, Denver, Houston, fuck it. All big market Excellent. teams, right? So yeah, so they, they wanted to like have a Miami. They wanted to have a, a, a nice wide swath of the country's map. So like everyone would feel, have some regional representation to some degree and also be bigger market teams, you know, yeah. just to be whatever for obvious reasons same reason fucking you want big market teams to be playing in, in playoff games and stuff because more people are going to watch but uh so he's handed this group of teams and it's not all of them but some of them and at first he was thinking that the nfl was involved even that like basically the, the nintendo players association was so unorganized at the time they really just they were really just an extension of the nfl and that he had forgotten that the nfl there's no nfl ip in this game at all no no team names or anything so he was thinking he was that there was some overlap there and my whole thing was i was like i was like how did the how did nintendo negotiate with the nfl players association a licensing agreement pay them money for that for sure and not just like part of the deal be like, you got to give me the rosters. You got to tell us who 
We're buying. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to give us that information. They did not do that. They did not have it. So they needed someone to reach out and get this information. But if the Players Association doesn't have it, or in some or, or organized enough to be able to give it to them, you got to go to the teams. Here's the thing. The teams aren't being paid for this game. They're not making any money in this game. This game doesn't exist. We're, you're essentially going around the NFL to use... Technically, the players are not their property, but oh, they certainly man. think of them as such. You know what I mean? So, Greg hypothesizes that they used him as like a low-level lackey to, on the down low, reach out to teams and try to get them to send their media guides with all their roster information so they could build these likenesses and the player names in the game. And it was a big thing to Nintendo, too, I guess. They were really worried about misrepresenting like the colors of like the, the skin color of players and stuff with these little likenesses. And there, you can tell too, I was like, dude, it's, it's so funny you say they were real hyper concerned about that because one of my biggest maybe compliments of this game is the detail in those headshots. Like if you think about like Tecmo, uh, Super Tecmo Bowl has those headshots for the player bios, but there's like, I don't know, there's like a half dozen different headshots and they just stick them on players, you know. Uh, they get most of the, the, the skin colors right to my recollection, but... They're, they don't look anything like the players. Like, these motherfuckers look like they're different. Every <laughs> headshot is different, you know what I mean, for the most part. And, like, you know, Joe Montana in particular, like, his, he looks like a movie star. He's got, like, the fucking little, you know, he's got, like, a very square <laughs> jaw. And he's got, like, the mouth things, you know. He looks like a goddamn That's movie funny. star. And, like, <laughs> yeah, so there's a ton of detail in there. And he's, like, he's, like... You know, Greg's telling me, he's like, he's like, I have this memory in my mind of two Miami Dolphins media guides sitting on my desk from basically 89 and 90, you know, and he's like, he's like, I bet if you go to, if you get a hold of those media guides and go look at the headshots in the media guide and look at the headshots in the game, he's like, I bet you they're near one for one digitizations of those pictures specifically, because that's how we got that information. We literally... Wow. Man. Covertly asked for that information so we would have it and could populate the game with that stuff, you know. So that, needless to say, very, very cool uh, little history nugget there about how this game yeah, came to be. that's freaking fascinating, dude. Are you yeah. kidding me? I remember being pissed off, like, obviously living in Ohio. Like, all right, uh, I guess I'll be either Chicago. Right. Yeah. Or New York, you know, like uh, yeah. even that, I mean, you know, that's fascinating. Yeah, Cleveland, because because the Browns were in Tecmo Bowl, and like yeah, but the idea that Buffalo wasn't in Tecmo Bowl or this was just a, such a that that's that's part of why maybe part of why Super Tecmo Bowl hit just like a bomb for me was because mm. I have every I have the Bills finally, you know, uh, particularly I mean that was when they were at the peak of their powers in the nineties. <laughs> uh, but yeah, very interesting shit. So. Uh, lunchroom table tip eavesdrops. So as far as Nintendo power coverage of this goes, or mag coverage period that we've seen to date, there is a brief two-banger on the game in issue 16 of Nintendo Power, but it is the most cursory of glossovers about what the game is. It does specify in there, that's where I got the timestamp, it specifies in that article that the roster timestamp is April 1990. These, these, these rosters are supposed to be current with that uh, with that, so basically the draft okay. of 1990. Nice. So that's good to know. And there is zero classified info or counselor's corner appearances for the game to date. 
luckily, though, there is a 15-page featuring of the game in the four-player extra strategy guide that closed out Nintendo Power Strategy Guide Experiment issue 19 of the mag, and we will dive deeper into that at the top of the next segment before getting into the game and talk about the teams maybe uh, that, we u- that we use the most while we were playing and kind of the strategies that suggested for them. That is the title theme getting us into, before we talk game, let's talk four-player extra feature, the Nintendo Power Strategy Guide. Jay, give us their table setting blurb. Playing with power! (laughs) The four-player option of NES play-action football is the most realistic football simulation for the NES. For one thing, you and your teammate have to work together like a real team. Second, you can fake out and intimidate your human opponents in ways that wouldn't fool the computer. On the other hand, they might do the same to you. Watch out! In the following pages, you'll learn the strengths of every team, which players and plays to use for both you and your partner, plus special tips to give you a big edge over your opponents. Full rosters and playbooks are given for every team, and their their best plays are shown, with arrows marking the passing routes and running lanes. Many of the playing tips can be used for all of the teams. So that's good to know. Yes, that is a very good explanation of what the fuck they got going on here. They then explain some particulars about roster management, how to decipher the sketches of plays on the ensuing pages, and lastly, they provide a terminology glossary on a few key footballing terms. Blitzing, switching, mm-hmm. options, line of scrimmage, pass route. Again, just in case you don't know what this shit is. <laughs> kind of good if you just got, like, we're given the game. You're like, I've never played football. What is this? It's like, oh, you can actually learn it. So yeah. kind of it's fun. almost like the same level of effort they're giving to the RPG to Dragon Warrior, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, a, a lack of confidence that they're particular, like, yes, they're making a football game because America, but that doesn't mean every kid at the NES's target demo level knows all this shit. So like they're exactly making sure they're covering all their bases on that front. Smart, smart. Each team then gets a dedicated feature that profiles their strengths and weaknesses, full roster, full playbook, three core plays, two offense and one defense that you'd hope are geared towards the roster's best players. And then most teams get a couple more offensive play suggestions and breakdowns of what they term power plays. The teams offered are Los Angeles, Denver, San Francisco, Washington, Miami, New York, Chicago, and Houston. All but Houston and Miami get the additional power plays. Don't really know why those two get the shaft. You later find <laughs> you later find out the, that they're the, it's the two teams they consider the weakest. Ah, which, uh, Jab would be very upset to hear they feel that way about Houston. Uh, I agree very much <laughs> about, about Miami, though. <laughs> And there are also six four-player extra special tips sprinkled into the second pages for the six teams with that additional coverage. I'll quickly go through each of these. There's the open field running techniques. And the big thing here is being metered with your speed burst, Jay. The, the A button. As hammering this really cooks your player's stamina, and you'll slow down considerably when you run out. That's why you don't want to run out of it, you know? They also mention the advantage of being able to lead, co- lead block in co-op play, and that is so fucking oh. true. So much. Yeah, and there's a lot of duping the computer AI suggestions here, too. Cutting at right <laughs> angles when a defender nears, stopping yep. and letting them just run past you, you know, like a cartoon almost, shit like that. So that's useful information. Then we have calling offensive plays, and this is a suggestion of how to 
role uh, role play a no huddle offense basically. And the so the defensive player caller only gets this is really only applicable to two player versus two player where you're not playing a computer, but the defensive play caller only gets the amount of time to call their play that the offense took when selecting their play. So if you call your play in only a second or two, you know what you're doing. You can and and it's if you have those little flashcards, you can do this. You know, and, and you gotta have you gotta have good communication also with the the person in the room that you're playing with your teammate. But if you can like quickly point on the like, you know, they know what play you're gonna pick. You can quickly point on the play, thing that's like the run of the pass, like top left run, whatever you know, and use those play cards and quickly communicate that shit. The defense will only have that same amount of time to pick their play. So if you can do that in one or two seconds, they won't be able to necessarily pick the play that's most optimal to what they want to do defensively. You know, and that's. That's high concept shit. That's really cool. That's possible in this, you know. Especially when you're all on one screen. Like, what do you right. do? You know? no. And actually, so they, they yeah, they tell you too that it defaults to zone four deep if the defense doesn't get to pick an actual play. Okay. So that's good to know too. So if you can make right. that happen, it's probably best to be doing that on run play. It's something that's going to exploit the deep coverage and and, and playing mm-hmm. the defensive backs back. You know, so. Yeah, you could run all over that shit. <laughs> I mean, that's theoretically better than like getting a deep ball thrown on you. you right. Know, theoretically. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm glad they default to that, not like hot blitz or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's much more. Uh, I don't know. Not as punitive. Then they have the onside kick, and dude, this is the holy grail of NES play action football tips. Like this, to me, I don't know, Ronnie Lot. All I can say is Ronnie Lot. <laughs> Ronnie Lott, bro. Ronnie fucking Lott. Uh, San Francisco safety, Hall of Famer, absolute stud. Did you know, Jay, in 19... 19- Do you know who Ronnie Lott is? Is that naming? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So did you know in 1986, he chose to have his pinky amputated rather than have a pin put in it and miss time recovering from that injury? They said He said to just cut it the fuck off. That's madness, man. That is insanity. He, he is on record, though, after the fact, saying he regrets it. <laughs> So there's at least that he, he, he wow. can at least he can at least be Shocking. smart. Yeah, right. Yeah, he can at least be smart uh, uh, in hindsight. Uh, but that is it's still <laughs> a wild and and just warrior mentality for sure in the moment. You know. Uh, yeah, he said he, he's quoted as saying he damn near threw up after breaking into a cold sweat after waking up. So not like you know he wasn't awake for it. So he like when he woke up and the finger was just gone. His like mental response was oh. created this physical response in his body, you know, which I probably I uh, can imagine. Yeah. So if I woke up and a fucking body part was gone, I'd be freaking the uh, fuck out. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, but yes, the player closest to the place you have to kick these is apparently the free safety. Uh, at least in San Francisco's case, I just, I presume it's the case in most with most players or most teams. Or all the teams, if it is for San Francisco, rather. So, yeah, so he's fast as fuck relative to other safeties in the game. So, if you can fucking kick this right, which you want to, you know, you ideally want to stop the arrow as far to the left as it will go, and the power meter as low as it will go, and then as soon as it's kicked off, you hit A and B to switch to that free safety and just cook his speed burst running towards that ball. And what you want is the ball... The ball can, you know, it can bounce when it lands, of course. So it can bounce and kind of just go wherever. And it will never really go away from towards the sideline. It either will go straight in your best case scenario or it will bounce kind of over towards the players on the receiving team, which is not ideal, of course. But if that fucker goes straight and you got Ronnie Lott, you're scoring a tutty every time. <laughs> it's just, he's going to get the ball and they won't be able to catch him. And you just cook your ass on the sideline and it's a touchdown. <laughs> and it is just... 
they uh, fucking such uh, a you know discovering this as a kid and then being able to learn how to do it reliably just like yeah. the most satisfying thing ever you know so cool yes. uh, they say in here that it is a one in four uh, chance that they're recoverable against the CPU and or rather but that you probably won't fool a human player twice and yeah i mean like i don't know these are this seems just like spitbally shit to me i don't think they don't this doesn't really sound like a data backed <laughs> thing at all and honestly fuck you if you give me ronnie lot i'm doing way better than 25 percent of the time so f- <laughs> i don't give a shit if it's a human or what it doesn't matter i mean i guess the humans see here's the thing i don't think you can switch players I have not been able to switch. Yeah, I don't think you can switch when you're receiving. So it won't matter if it's a human player. I don't think, you know. Whatever the case. Give me Ryan a lot. Give me Ryan a lot. I'm fucking getting that motherfucker a lot of the time. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he runs out of gas, though, like like after two of them. And then you're like, all right. Well, yeah, I know. If you did them just fucking over and over and over again, maybe yeah. he would be. But, you know. In a standalone moment where he does have his stamina, he's fast as fuck. And you're not, yeah. you're not getting him, you know. So the next one is make use of the flashcards and explains how to implement those flashcards I was just talking about, which are these super fucking cool things that came packed in with the game. Very fucking awesome to communicate with the player in the room with you silently, you know, when you have two versus two. And it's just, ah, never, I've never had a reason to use them, and I've fucking just sat and stared at them and just wish I did, man. It, they're just, it's just <laughs> such a cool, they're so cool looking, you know. Like, they have obvious correlations with, like, the run of the pass and then the four quadrants of the playbook design, and then there's a little as-drawn or opposite thing you can point at, too. And just so fucking cool. So fucking cool. Such a cool idea. I never had those. Because I, I rented it like when I was playing it. So I never had the, the fun little... Yeah. I mean, I had the four-player things. But where you, I mean, go, where you two fucking... You know. Me and my uncle would play two-player co-op all the time. But two more players? Never happened. Oh, that would be amazing. The fucking guys, the both Caesar and Greg, those two counselors they said they used to I think one of them was saying that they they would go get a hotel room and do four player like tournaments you know uh which is fucking just awesome you know just so so cool next one is communicating and signaling and this is just urging you that your teammate like to basically to come up this is also just so cool basically urging you and your teammate to come up with when you're playing two player versus two player to come up with code words to be able to communicate out loud Without your other the other team knowing what you're talking about, you know. So Omaha, yeah. basically, it's fucking Omaha. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I just, yeah, just absolutely love that. The kids coming up with that the idea of picturing the some little kid system of that is just so good, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the very last one is defensive strategies, and this is tips for playing in pass coverage as well as kick blocking tactics. Here, I'll tell you to jump, basically, which is kind of true, kind of reliable. It's it's almost like this game was made. Like the more I think about it, like there was so much that went into this. It's almost like this was made to promote the four-player adapter. Oh, you know for sure. I mean? All like these four-player games. Yeah, like all these four-player games were. Yeah, no, that's, a, yeah, 100%. You know, like I said, in the States, though, it was like a combo. Like, that was like a, it was like a multi-layered marketing decision. Yes, you know. Like, this is, okay, this is going to be our Nintendo of America thing. Like, let's pick football. We need. I'm sure, yes, the first thing was we need to make a game that's four-player to use this new peripheral, these new peripherals, yeah. um, uh, the four score and the satellite. So, yeah, I'm sure that was the core inciting moment. But, you know, all the other shit we've talked about is, is in play for sure. I mean, because there's, there's so much here about, like, the communication between everybody. Yeah. Like, hearing stuff like that that I didn't even use, I didn't experience that because I 
most of the time generally just played a two player, you know, or one player by myself. So yeah. it's like, man, I, I feel like I missed out on so much what they so made much. this for, like the experience to do it, you know. Yeah, no, I it would have been oh. so cool to be like a because you know I remember I have memories of like like the, my teenage years of us like sitting up in my boy AGB's bedroom, four of us playing fucking, and that was like our core group was four fucking kids. It was me, TC, Will, and, and AGB, and we would fucking hang mm. up in his room smoking fucking bongs and <laughs> and drinking Seagram's gin and juice all the fucking time, <laughs> listening to Bob Marley and other shit like that. So like. We in the '64 era, we played a shit ton. Honestly, even like it was this—it was the '64 era, like the mid to late teen uh, '90s, rather. Mm-hmm. But we st- we still had his SNES and NES up there, so we would play all that shit. We played played a shit ton of like uh, NBA Live '96 on SNES, oh, a bunch of NES stuff, Tecmo Bowl and shit. And then uh, on '64, I remember the wrestling game, which I really wasn't a huge fan of, but we played a lot of that rest- one of those wrestling games on '64 a bunch. And yes. a whole bunch of other, but we we did jam four player stuff all the time. Then you know, uh, so I, it would have been awesome for the NES era. I don't want to be that old right now, but right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cool to have that be your teen years. Like this, this hitting would have been like such a like. Oh my god, let's get the boys. We're fucking playing this shit for sure. You know, yep. yeah, it would have been awesome. What, what team did you go with for your for your plays? I mean, I had to go with New York, you know, with, oh, without, yeah. like I said, without Cincinnati or Cleveland, any Ohio type of team. I'm like, all right, well, we lived in New York. That was the next, you know, the next closest NFL team to root for for so long. Okay. So. The fucking yeah. G-men, huh? Okay. The Yeah. So, yeah, the teams offered here do not uh, include Buffalo, as already mentioned. So that uh, was not an option. I went with Houston in honor of Jab. He was an Oilers fan when we were little. Okay. Or today, currently, too, I guess. Even though the Titans. So... It was kind of like I, in honor of him in general, also. But then there's the the layer of the fact that he wanted to try to ride my coattails and be a Bills fan when we were kids, <laughs> and I forcefully wouldn't let him and made him pick another team. So <laughs> you he, wouldn't let yeah, him. yeah. So that that uh, iron fist executive decision that I made at the time. This is kind of my way of uh, uh, walking that back a little, or at least apologizing for it. You know, so. So I will read the Houston paragraph here to explain what their table setting thing is. And we can do the same for New York afterwards. But the Houston blurb reads, when you play with Houston, your road to glory is on the ground. Your partner will have a lot of running room when he controls Rozier, Houston's best running back. Of course, you'll have to get out front and block for him. And he should make use of open field running techniques. At QB is Moon, who has a strong arm. Hill at wide receiver and Morosco, the tight end, are true aerial threats. The defense is led by speedy linebackers and two great cornerbacks. Still, against the competition of the other teams, Houston is not one of the stronger squads. And I'll tell you right mm. now, immediate response to that dude. Well, first, uh, you know, I'll be starting with the handicap. <laughs> and Miami, like I said, is the other one they say is, is, is kind of the, the shittier team but it says dude and they also tell you too they just give them like kind of these labels there beneath their name says it's a running offense and a blitzing defense and the offensive assessment is just flat out inaccurate dude the 1990 oilers ran the run and shoot offense and it is a high flying passing attack that had like four fucking pro bowlers dude drew hill haywood jeffries ernest givens and curtis duncan jad didn't even know who this tight end was by the way so the tight end was not anything special on this offense and the running backs were like this if you look at i went and looked at the stats dude and like so in 1989 
And, you know, and we're not in, like, they say 1990, but, like, I was like, maybe 1989 is where some of these stats came from. Who knows? But look at either one, dude. The uh, the same four guys for both years that were the most productive. No running back had more than 531 yards. Rozier specifically had the lowest yards of all four of their backs in both 89 and 90. So there's, I don't know how you're getting that he's the best of the four backs. You know what <laughs> I mean? His yards per carry in 89 was dead last. A shitty 3.4 yards a carry, which is awful. Anything below four is dog shit, you know, uh, in this era of football. Um, and yeah, he's the only back of theirs that has full meters and both speed and power, though. So at least the underlying in-game numbers track with what they're recommending here. But it's not accurate to real-world shit at all, you know? Yeah, I mean, Moonhill and Givens were all pro bowlers. And Jeff- Jeffries also had 1,000 yards receiving in 1990. So, like... They were, it was a Jerry Glanville was, it was his whole, it was like a revolutionary offense that Jerry Glanville well, got, he got the head coaching job in Atlanta because of his success as an offensive coordinator. Josh, well, what are you talking about? Didn't you just tell me there was like a one man system, like a one man operation? <laughs> what are we expecting? Well, like, well, I guess I actually didn't finish that thought. So Greg did this, did say that he started the project. It eventually got uh, handed off to a team though, before okay. it got I'm into like, the what? game. So there was some more scrutiny and some more effort to this than just him getting the, yeah, he didn't do any of, he didn't do any of the statistic, like the, the, Attribute stuff was not. He was just getting okay. the data. Okay, for I was the like, wait a minute, hold on. Like this yeah. dude was probably just like, uh, good. Yes, yes, okay, yes, yes, seven yeah, five. Right, yeah. That's good. No, like, yeah, there was supposedly. But I mean, at, you know, who knows? A team in quotations. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. How many fucking whatever? <laughs> yeah, a team could literally be one person. Right. Like precisely. <laughs> so their three play suggestions are the counter. A misdirection-minded run play, they recommend you go to the... They literally tell you here to go through the trouble of substituting before you run the play. Basically, to swap places of your running backs and move Mike Rozier into... This uh, the other running back spot, so he's the default ball carrier on this counter play instead of Alonzo Highsmith, who I concur is dog shit. <laughs> it's fascinating uh, if they would give you that level of uh, help there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they're, they're giving you the whole whole multi level strategy here, roster management and play calling. They're giving you all the all the strategy. The second play is QB keeper, and man, I don't know about this dude. Like Moon is not known for his mobility. He. I mean, he wasn't Dan Marino, like a fucking statue back there, but he was not a mobile quarterback. And he was honestly, he played in the CFL. He was like a, a like a wonderkin CFL quarterback for a number of years. And he was in the USFL as well, I think, before he came and got the gig in Houston. So he was already like, he, you know, he didn't come in at like 22, like this dynamic fucking okay. athletic quarterback, <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean. Running with him, not a fucking thing at all. And I mean, his speed meter, again, in the game is high, but I don't think that's accurate to real world shit at all. So, yeah, fuck that. And on top of that, you know, we'll get into it later in the application of these plays, but you don't want your quarterback running around in this game and getting cooked. Absolutely not. He's going yeah. to get taken out immediately. Right. So, yeah, you do not want to be doing on that, period. On a stretcher. Yeah. So Literally it's never a, a good idea to be running with your quarterback under any circumstance, let alone a design play for him. So, fuck that play. <laughs> and then the last one they had for him was, was, again, predicated on QB mobility, the rollout pass. So, you know, moving to yeah. the sideline and buying yourself more time, which I would run that play, and I would never get anywhere near actually rolling out before I'm throwing the ball. So, hmm. whatever. Okay. You know. did, I actually did like its routes, but... The core of the play design, the rollout function, or or a part of it, is irrelevant, I think. So, 
What did New York have for this stuff? Give me the first blurb and then talk about their plays and strategy. New York has good running, good passing, and great defense. Just about all you could ask for in a team. Although there are many exciting plays you'll make use of, Sims, Bavaro, and Taylor are the standouts that shape the team. On offense, short passes from Sims to Bavaro give New York a radically different look than most passing teams, such as Denver and Miami. On defense, the linebackers led by Taylor keep constant pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Switching to blitzing defenders is therefore highly recommended. And I agree. I mean, Bavaro was who scored the tutty in the in the game we just played. <laughs> he was the one yeah. with the 76-yard tutty. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's fascinating, too, because they're, the, the plays they recommend are the quick pass, the punt fake, and the blitz too deep. The and punt the fake? Deep, what an insane yeah. thing. Right? Like I would, I've never even attempted punts at all. So like, no, I'm not, what are we talking about? Yeah, this not, is football. I'm this not is duping any, football. I'm not duping anyone with my fake if I've never right. punted in the first place. It's a fucking NES game. <laughs> right. But I will say because passing in this game is atrocious and like I struggled so much at it. Might, mightily struggled. It's not like, atrocious. I, it's just a high learning curve, Jay. It's, it's yeah, sh- sure. Tomato, tomato. Um, <laughs> so I did a lot of slants, a lot of quick passes. So I would agree, like, being able to, like, do screen passes, short passes, like, those kind of things, like, help me get chunk plays and actually make it. Otherwise, it would be like, I can't even play the game. But being able to actually get the ball out quick, super helpful. How controlling Taylor, how was he just, like, fucking a tornado as far as speed and shit goes? Um, I mean, LT. if that's who they actually let me control, yeah, I mean, I definitely got into backfield several times. Like, it was mm. – that was nice. Like, I was feeling good about that. Yeah, so, their, their linebackers do uh, – when I played them in my playoff run, like, I felt all three of their linebackers, Pepper Johnson, Carl Banks, and Lawrence Taylor, I felt mm-hmm. all three of those motherfuckers playing that game. And, like, I didn't have a lot – there weren't a lot of teams where, like, the defenders mattered to me at all. But I was like, god damn, their linebackers are all over my ass, man. Like, <laughs> running, they were just – Skull fucking my running game, dude. <laughs> like they were in the backfield every play. Uh, yeah, it was nice, and and I mean the running game was nice, man. I was getting big chunk plays. I was just, it was just, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. OJ, more which one did you like more, o- OJ, Otis Anderson, or or that Maurice Carthon fucker? Carthon, he would man. Yeah. It was like twenty yards every time, man. Like with without without fail, and that's why. I started getting so loose with the sprints because I was like, man, I'm getting these chunk plays every time. Am I just like wasting and not doing this? So that's why I just started jamming it just because like he's going to get – he was getting tired anyway. So I was like, well, I don't really know how much like the rate that I'm using because I'm getting – he's running so much all the time, you know. So. If, you, if, you, if you get a long run and you're cooking that you'll, – you'll cook your entire player in one play if you if – you, <laughs> if you're hitting the A button that whole time – like your player will be cooked at the end of the like, just one play. You got to be like super yeah. metered about that shit if you don't want to oh, be switching. It's brutal. Switching, not even switching players uh, at all. But like, I mean, like you said, they don't recover super fast. So I think they auto recover at the end of maybe even quarters, but definitely halves. Like even yeah. injuries, if they get carried off on a stretcher, they're back in at the next half for sure, yeah. and maybe the I- next quarter even. So. For sure, it wasn't until halftime. I was like, "Oh, finally, he can run again." You know, like, <laughs> after after re- after substituting and stuff, I was just like, "Ah, oh, well, I guess got to do some different stuff." And I was like, "Oh, finally, second half, let's go." And then what do they got for their power plays? So the power plays, the, the pitch, pitch out, out, which definitely used a version of that, yeah. and the button hook, which man, I I tried to 
again, it's passing. I tried it so many times. And to its credit, I was fucking open all the time. <laughs> Those dudes got open, man. But it would just be like, oh, the balls almost got there. It's just a, just a miss yeah, every now and then. And then I got a couple like, oh, I got one. Oh, I got another. I got like two passes in the whole the whole yeah. like second game that I played. I got two passes. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I don't even know if I wrote anything down about that. Like where where on the arrow you need to be because to me it is so second oh nature, dude. It, it is, oh. dude. It's yeah, that bottom right corner, dude. And like not even on it, like oh, I'm fucking off of it, kind of. Uh, and like but I said, that, dude, even knowing that, I still fuck, fuck it up all the time, you know. But that's the fact that. But that tells me, especially if you can't run there and stop before it switches view. Yeah, that makes. But, that, it really but that's tough. what I mean, man. I, I the fact that it was not, it was never a smooth process, never a smooth catch ever. Tells me that I didn't play this, even though I have fond memories of this game and I liked it. I clearly didn't play it as much as I played other other football right. games, you know, because I would, it would it would be much easier. Yeah. yeah, you know, I remember some plays. Like I said, as soon as we started playing two player, I started recalling other things. But like how even how to catch it? No, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, that pitch out. Uh, Houston has that pitch out too. I use that play as a mix up with the sweep and the lead option a lot. Yeah, it's a good play. Solid. Word. Okay, so that's the mag. Let's get into the actual game now. So at the the title screen, whatever you think slaps, it doesn't slap like this. The, we start off <laughs> with an aerial view of a football stadium at night, a bunch of shit down on the field that can be barely made out. The roar of the crowd settles just as we cut to the scoreboard to see a trumpeter ripping into the Star Spangled Banner. The image behind me right now. said trumpeter comes correct he's sort of, he's sporting a top hat styled with a, an american flag so it's like fucking apollo yeah. creed and fucking right Rocky, dude. it's like louis armstrong coming out for apollo creed <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 combined and then it'll cut from that to some players lined up on the sidelines standing side by side with their hands on their hearts both are great animated pixel art deals the trumpeter's fingers are working the instrument and the players all blink periodically so there's it's not just still images and they all look really good as far as the actual uh, art design goes the music dies down and the crowd noise again swells as we cut back to the, the wide of the stadium and an american flag can be seen on the field it quickly begins to float upward then starts to disperse in a way that conveys that they are balloons that were making up the flag and as they rise above the stadium bowl, they turn into the NES Play Action title treatment and some raw-ass title music rips in. And hitting start gets you to a menu offering the various different ways one to four players can get down in an exhibition game on this cart, as well as the one-player playoff run to the Power Bowl. For the controls and HUD, once you get into this game, the HUD is loaded with all the standard information that you need when doing football shit. And the menus you need to navigate pick plays and substitute players all that shit's pretty good it's all straightforward and well done enough in my opinion it's not any like it doesn't have much pizzazz it's all kind of it's yeah. very plain jane you know but it conveys the necessary information which is certainly the more important part <laughs> than than looking snazzy you know the substitution screen does have little headshots for the players that uh uh like i said are pretty good representations of them so uh the one thing you could have done here is have them and I, there's only so many bits but it would have been nice if there was like if they show, like the Doom head does, like it shows where, you know, like, so like the huff and it would have been nice if there'd been like, at least like either, either like there, if there would have been like a cutoff point, maybe that communicated like 
you should take this player out. Like he's winded, you know. Yeah. Even doesn't like he's not smiling. He's like, right, 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 right. Exactly. Something, you know, or just breathe, like breathing, like a, a breathing. Or, or, or like even like if they're if the background of their picture was green, now it's yellow, right? Or something, something you know, to but. convey that like this player is not good to be given the ball to right now. <laughs> Would have been nice because uh, yeah, it, it does. Kinda, it does suck when you give him the ball and you're like, oh, he's barely trucking. You're like, right. no, dude, yeah. I would have known. I would have subbed you yeah. out, dude. I yeah, I, I played the whole playoff thing and I never once. Could could internalize to like periodically check go to the cause you do have to go you know like yes you get the report when they run the ball or like the, the ball carrier on a play you they show you that player at the end of the play which is that's helpful of course but yeah. your quarterback can get tackled if he's blocking or whatever he can he can take uh energy and sh- or take hits and stuff without being a ball carrier and yeah the quarterback is where it can really hurt you because if you try to like you throw a dog shit ball basically when you are out of energy so or worst case even worse than that you get knocked out of the game entirely you know because you're not like it I, i'm guessing again i don't have any math of this but if they're smart the lower your player is on stamina the slower he would recuperate and the longer you have to wait to put him back in. So if you're balancing, like the way the computer does it, they take him out around sometimes seemingly super early, like a third of their energy gone at most, they're swapping those players. So yeah. I would think there's some incentive to, to, to be doing that, you know, above and beyond. Just you don't want them to run out entirely. Or like I said, with the ball, with the running backs, if you're all the way out of energy, your guy will just fumble it the first time. Like when, when I would, when, when my guy would, when, when I would get that vibe that he had run low, or completely out of energy, and I wasn't tackled yet. Once I got like, oh, he's fucking cooked. I would just hit B immediately. Dude, just like, dive. Yeah, I'm done. We're done. I'm not pushing anything. I'm not pushing any. Not pushing the envelope on this at all, dude. Because <laughs> yes. yeah, I had more yes. than one fumble that was just like, what the fuck? He just fumbled out of nowhere. <laughs> so much, man. Oh my gosh, yep. so much. So yeah, same thing with the play selection screens. They're solid, large diagrams that are no problem to understand whatsoever. If you know your ass from a holding ground when it comes to football, and they even that's even with them like they combine. I think it's pretty impressive that they're able to combine the run and the pass plays onto one diagram and communicate that clearly. That like the blue corresponds to the running play action and the red corresponds to the run, the passing play action. So yeah. I think that's really well done and intelligently designed. The control themselves when you're playing the game, it's a little slow in plotting, but I think that's with intention. And once you settle into the methodical flow of the game, I think they feel just right, in my opinion. Like I, I think maybe from first glance, if you're not familiar with this game, it's going to be like... I, this is even what Jab said when he pulled up a video... When I told him I was playing this and I was playing this Houston, he pulled up a video and I, you know, he doesn't have much familiarity with it, I guess, despite uh, how much I might have played it when we were little. And he's like, he's like watching the video and he's like, oh God, it looks fucking so slow and horrible. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I think that, I think that is by choice. And I think it allows you to employ strategy mid play that you can't employ in a game like Tecmo, like you can make decisions to go through holes and like there's, you can make choices in the moment in this because of that game speed that you can't make in Tecmo. You just can't, it's just too fast paced. So I think that's this credit yeah. to, or to its credit rather to, and, and plays into the simulation focus of it, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Um, can see so that. yeah, so you already talked about the, the passing system is certainly, it needs to be discussed, man. Like, so you, First of all, yeah, I mean, on two player, you have to you can pick the receiver, which is kind of cool in of itself. 
that you pick the, one of the three receivers, but you only have three on any given play to choose from. So, because right. like when in the play, the way you throw the ball is you either hold left, hold to, to if you want to throw to the left receiver, at least in theory, you hold up to throw to the middle receiver or hold right to throw to the right receiver and hit the pass button for any of these things, right? So, you know, most of the routes are pretty properly spaced where you can intuitively know but there's some which routes, route? dude, even playing the game. Like that crossing round, I still don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know which one does what. Like, which. is it really just a player it represents and not right. really where they're going? Like, right. it just. Yeah. It's, and I'm not it's sure. frustrating. Yeah. And, and it's like, even, especially like that crossing play, we ran that the one time, and I don't think I threw it to you. I threw it to the other guy because he was more open, but. Mm. The crossing routes are going to the same thing, so you were just standing there and you caught it, and both our players are in the same place. So yeah, I guess like, it's kind of nice right. that we can kind of <laughs> we can kind of double up on the fucking safety angle, but you know, yeah, man, I, ugh, ugh. it's fucking it's, pretty it pretty be fucking better. tough. Could be better, yeah. And that's the thing too. So you're you're only talking. It's always two wideouts and a tight end, so with the exception of the screen pass, which is really just a run play. With a goofy yeah. design to it is really all it is. Even in the it's depiction of it, it's a blue play in the playbook, you know. Oh. So, but that, but that's I, I think that's the that is my fundamental problem with passing in this game is that when you run a screen pass or something behind the line, you just hit the B button and it goes to the guy. Like you're good. Well, they can maneuver. Kind of, not always. You didn't have any fun. Well, not always. Except, 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 I will say, except for the one, except for the one play, the other guy can get in the way. Like, yes. Well, sure. well, the, the screen pass, yes, they can fuck up the screen pass by getting mm-hmm. in the way, or even on, that same thing happened on Elite Option for us, where if the if a defensive player grapples, oh yeah, it gets a, the yeah, ball carrier. Sure. You can't if you throw in the ball, it's just gonna it's just gonna get fumbled, and right. so you you need to right. keep it then and run with your quarterback and cook him. But also. If you let those plays string out too long, like the lead option, for example, you want to you don't want to pitch until the last second, ideally. Right. Ideally. And, yeah. and sometimes you can you can take that quarterback and fucking swing him way mm-hmm. out there before you want before you ideally would throw him the ball. But if you wait too long, the running back, uh, I don't even, there's not even really an explanation for it, I would say. But if you wait too long. He might just think you're good and just well, yeah, go I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess that's, that's the way to role play it. But, like, the ball just, he just threw, Warren Moon had more than one fumble where he just threw the ball to fucking nowhere, you know. And, like, even on what? some of the handoffs where it's, like, a, a more compact play, like that counter and the off tackle that are just kind of, like, quick plays. If you don't, like, run him, if you don't run the quarterback back and to the right a little bit so it's, you know, you don't have to be touching the guy that you're giving the ball to, but damn close, which makes physics sense, sure. But it's tough to know that, especially the first few times you run the play. But And, like, I had more than one fumble on, on the exchange with those, too, where you just, like, huh. you're not quite in the right place as the quarterback, and he fucking gives, just drops the fucking ball. Huh. Like, I never but, had that experience. Thank yeah, you. oh, dude, I had a ton of fucking fumbles and, and botched exchanges in, in my playoff run that was just brutal, 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 brutal. Uh. Uh, so yeah, so there's you know, back to the passing game stuff. Like you're basically because of that system, you don't have you can't you can't dump the ball off to a running back on a traditional passing play. You don't have any four or five wide receiver sets, which completely nullifies what Houston by mm-hmm. you know in principle is like their strength is their four wide receivers. You're never gonna have all four of them on the field. It's just yep. it's 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 pretty fucking tough. And like I said when we were playing the, the co-op, seventy five percent of the time. 
throwing to the left wide receiver against the computer is an INT waiting to happen. Like just yep. the, 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 the ball seemingly has to travel further just because of the way the field is laid out and is in the air longer and in turn can be reacted to uh, better by the defense. And yeah, I mean, throwing over there, I'm not going to say I never did it intentionally, but it was not my first choice in most cases. <laughs> and, you know, I guess we didn't say it, but sometimes, you you know, you'll fucking, I mean, on more than one occasion, I guess it's probably the up thing. The best explanation for it would be when you're trying to throw to the middle receiver and maybe you got a little bit of a lean to the right or left on where you're hitting on that D-pad. Maybe. It confuses it and you throw to the left or right instead, you know. But when that happens to the left and you're not intending to throw to the left, you're basically, you're not paying any attention to what's happening over there. And right. it's you're probably, like, oh my gosh. It's pro- yeah. yeah, it's probably a fucking mess, you know. So, yeah, yeah really, really tough uh, in some aspects. So, yeah, it's, you know, like I said, it's not great, perhaps, I think. I don't I I wouldn't have wanted them to do what Tecmo is, which is just select the guy and the fucking quarterback throws it to him, you know. There's no strategy to that. Like that it, it is kind of interesting that like cuz you can better position yourself in this case cuz it switches you to the receiver before right after you throw the ball as right. in the one player game and in the two player game obviously you can have the two player person the running the, the player two running the route the whole time. So you can jockey kind of for the ball on a defender that might be in position to make a catch, you know, you can also jump just like they can, you know, so it allows more control. Cause that's the thing in tech mode, dude. I mean, you got to learn the game that like late season in a season of super tech mobile or tech Bowl super bowl, mm-hmm. dude, every player is covered and it, it, you're throwing an interception. If the guy, if the defender is standing there, you're throwing an interception. So like you need to come up with like cheeses to even get, throw the ball at all in late season playoff Tecmo, you know? So it's nice that it's not that dumb that the computer, when it gets all cheaty can just exploit that, Lock you know? It down, yeah. um, so that's one aspect that I'd like, but there are frustrating components of it without a doubt. So that's the setup. You know, if you're playing, we'll go through an exhibition game here and just kind of talk about the flow of a game. And so you start uh, a game, you pick your team from a very lame setup of the eight logos. And, and like all the logos are kind of, <laughs> they're just like. They're just they're, random. Well, they're like stylized, let- with the exception of Houston, funny enough. They're all just kind of like stylized letters with the color scheming of the actual NFL team. They're ripping off illegally, you know. Uh, is, is is basically what all these logos are. So it's pretty funny. But you pick that, and then you go to the coin toss that doesn't involve any coin pixel art, sadly, I think. It's just the two logos swapping, and it stops on one of them, and that's who kicks off uh, or gets the ball, whatever it might be. So then you cut to the kickoff, and it's go time, and the kicking team has to stop their directional arrow. This is how all the kicking works. You'll have a directional arrow, and it goes back and forth between the hash marks in this case, and... Then once you stop it wherever, it's got a power meter and you're just trying to stop the power meter as it moves back and forth. Very, it's like a golf game. It's kind of, it's basically (laughs) the golf system or Nintendo golf system rather that was in the black box cart. And yeah, you kick one, you kick the the ball gets kicked off. And if you're the receiving team, you can kneel in the end zone, which is cool too. That's the difference between Tecmo and Tecmo on kickoffs. You cannot 
There's no touchbacks. So if you, catch a, if you catch a deep kickoff in Tecmo, you better start your ass running because <laughs> you're not – there's no way out of this, you know. So you got you got to return the ball in Tecmo. So it's nice that you can down it. Yeah. And like, and they're, they're pretty good about this too. Like I would learn later I didn't have a lot of punts into my end zone, but that would require the offense getting much further than they often did against me. But, but if you punt the ball – if they punt the ball in the end zone, one, and you catch it, you could down it. But even if the ball – if you're not can't get under it and it bounces around in there and the computing the kicking team touches it, it downs as a touchback. So I just thought that was it was all very well done. There was no bullshit with that. That surprises me. Yeah. I was like, because I saw that happen. I was like, right. wait, what? Why yeah, that did, did happen in our game too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that is very well done and, and and pretty good. Yeah, and they do. We talked about it on the on the co-op too, but you can kick out of bounds, which is a a foul in NFL play as well, and then they penalize you and make you re-kick. Uh, that's not how – I mean, the NFL it, – yeah. it, it's different in the NFL, and maybe – I don't know if it was different back then. Or I'm not, I don't remember the rule of that specifically back then. But now, if you kick the ball out of bounds, the receiving team just gets the ball at the 40. So they don't do that. They just penalize the kicking team five yards, and you re-kick, um, which is, you know, I guess different. So once the returner has the ball, they're bumbling, rumbling, stumbling their way up the field, and immediately you feel how much slower this game is in Tecmo. Like the, the, the kickoffs in particular, like like it's like an eon before you're coming in contact with defensive with the receiving team defenders. You know? I I have to say, my first notes, my first note playing my first exhibition game is, dude. It's sad how dated this feels to me. <laughs> I was like, I can't. I can't even yeah. believe, like, I cannot believe I was logging to play Madden. Like, yeah. I was shocked. Like, I couldn't, I was, feeling, I had to yeah. pause it and, like, check my reaction. Like, is this, this is the right game. Yeah, <laughs> NES play action football. Yeah. It's the four player. Yeah, this is the game I yeah, like. I'm this sure the game it felt I love. very not, different. Yeah, I'm sure it felt yeah. very different in the early 90s. No question. Yeah, uh, like, I would say, and this is me spitballing. I didn't sit down with a fucking stopwatch or anything. But I would spitball it probably takes four or five seconds to run 10 yards in this game. Whereas in Tecmo. Your average speed is like two seconds, maybe to run. Right? Yards, you know, yeah, so what is happening? It's just so much slower. Like I said, I think that plays into a lot of what makes this game good. You know, so I'm not necessarily knocking this. It is just a very factual observation, and yeah, yeah uh, a big fuck gap for a kid whose mind is racing <laughs> at a million miles an hour in 1990. You know? Like I ran so much two yards. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> So, yeah, we do have 50-minute quarters, and there's no change in that unless, I guess, you game genie it up. And, yeah, the, the clock does speed up to accelerate things, like, during gameplay, like, while a play is actually happening. And then also, if yeah. the clock isn't stopped with a timeout or a quarter stoppage or anything, as you're running up to the line, it's already rolling, you know, so after you pick your play. So, you know, it, you can easily burn off the 40 seconds that would be in a play clock. Or it's 25, I think. Is it 25 or 40? And then if I can't think, I can't believe I don't know that right now. I, I, I'm, whatever it is, you can, you can burn off a lot of time between plays. Like, I would, once I was trying to, like, I'm in the playoff thing and, like, these games are taking fucking forever and I'm trying to get to the goddamn Powerball in this game, I would make sure I would just, because the, the, once you get up to the line, your guy will start saying hut, hut, hut or whatever. And you can start the play whenever you want by hitting the button. Or you can let it play out and eventually it will auto start. And like a lot of plays will have like motion or something. And, you know, you would want to run that motion anyways, theoretically. I don't know how much it actually <laughs> affects strategy or your player's behavior after a play starts. But theoretically, you would want to run the motion that is in the play design. So you can let all that play out. And once that completes, it automatically starts the play. So you can't just let it run forever, even though there is no play clock. But 
you can let some time run down and not have these games take a fucking three hours, you know? So that is an option. Yeah. And the clock doesn't even stop at the two minute. There's no two minute warnings. Nothing like the clock will just keep fucking running, you know? So, uh, you know what else I was, I was upset that I was missing. I went, I was like, can I get a two point conversion? Nope. Too early, too early in the timeline. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I want to say that's probably like, uh, when did that change? Like fucking. This is like 2000s, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't nineties. I don't. It wasn't late nineties, was it? I don't. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I want to say it was maybe late nineties, but yeah, late nineties, early 2000s. So yeah, 1990 definitely hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so the, we've talked about the field orientation. Always has the offense working their way towards the upper right. It's at an angle and this isometric deal. And it does not switch directions of the quarter change like you might kind of expect a football game to, which means you're always playing defense towards the bottom left. So that's how the game flow works. There are voice samples in this shit, which are fucking fantastic. There's, it says touchdown. It says first down, which sounds to me like he's saying croissant. But (laughs) (laughs) they have a few voice samples that are pretty recognizable and pretty good. Croissant. There are scoreboard animations, all of which are accompanied by a dope little scoreboard ditty. We have diving touchdowns and running touchdowns. And like I said, the dive is always much cooler. Yes. So it's a, and I was robbed of yeah. multiple. Yeah, I don't understand why that wasn't happening. Maybe <laughs> maybe there's something weird about two-player play that's different. I don't know. But usually, if as long as you dive before you get to the goal line, you'll get that. It's like two players. They're like The defenders are lying on the ground looking up at him as he's just getting over the goal line. Yeah. Very, very cool. Just breaks the plane. The running one's also fun. He's like a hero shot up at the runner. You can see what I interpret as a dome ceiling and a jumbotron behind him. And he's running with the defender behind him. And he looks over his shoulder to like see the defender. And then he dips his head as if to suggest he's like turning on the burners, Crossing you know? The <laughs> and then, yeah. And then the fucking the defender goes out of fucking uh, out of view, you know? And he raises the ball up in the air to celebrate his conquest. And then we have successful kicks. The kicker runs up and kicks the shit out of the ball. His leg flies way up in the air and the ball flies out of frame. So they show that. Receiving touchdowns are pretty cool. If you can, It only occurs when you throw it into the end zone. Like you can't, it's not yak. You have to throw yeah. the ball into the end zone. And this one, he like cuts to the receiver and he's got some defenders around him. And he like looks over his shoulder and then he turns his body, twists his, contorts his body to jump up in the air and catch it, you know, in his bread basket. Uh, and then and come back down with it. So that's a pretty cool one too. And then the QB sack, which is fucking fantastic. It's like hitting, doing the forearm shiver. Uh, it's like oh, forearm up yep. underneath the quarterback's fucking face mask. Yeah. In the college cool. game, what can only be described as targeting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you do this, in the, I mean, if you, you can't touch a NFL quarterback's head at all. Like you can't right. even like you know. There's like super bitch ass ones where like the the defender's hand like a finger touches the top of the crown of the helmet and they will call that shit every time. And you're uh, yeah. coming up under him like you're yeah. done. Like there's yeah, no, no way yeah, that they would eject you probably for that now. Yeah, you can't even, <laughs> yeah. No chance. I mean I mean no one would even try it. Like you would have to yeah. you would be it would be insane to even think to try People it. People would throw you out like what right. are you yeah. doing? You would, you would fucking get suspended for multiple games for trying shit like that these days. The INT one is pretty cool too. It has the wide receiver just standing there, like mouth <laughs> yep. agape, you know, and and the defender just moves from left to right into frame, grabs the ball, and comes down. And and you know, the wide receiver never changes expression at all. <laughs> <laughs> lost the lost the ball in the sunlight, maybe. Yep. <laughs> right. 
And we have a bringing out the chains one to measure with. And this can be short or a first down, even though your hypothesis was that there never is a first down. I saw plenty <laughs> of first downs on this one. And no, then I, the, no, I saw one. I'm okay. <laughs> and then the last one is winning the game. There's two players in a black void. One has their helmet held high, like a head on a fucking pike, you know? And then the other has his fist clenched in a raw emotion. The latter raises his left hand and gives us a we're number one sign. So a bunch of cool scoreboard animations that also kind of slow the game down, you know? Especially if you're sacking the quarterback as frequently as I was doing. Like, the sack, I'm like, I don't need the sack one every time, guys. Like, I got it. <laughs> yeah. They show that shit every time, though, that one of these things happens. And then the last animation fucking sprinkle that they give you is the, the ref animation. He, like, pops up out of the HUD and signals a whole bunch of shit. There's first downs, touchdowns. It's the same guy that makes the says the first down and touchdown voice sample. But, yeah, first downs, touchdowns, no good and good field goals, extra points, inches to go measurement. Like, when you when you come up short, he does the little fucking two fingers thing. And he's also, I don't know if you got any safeties, but they do a safety signal as well when you when you get a safety. So Nice. Pretty thorough and, and a nice touch there. And then there are injuries in this game. Technically, they're not really injuries. They're kind of just a motherfucker getting knocked out of the game. Yeah. And when it happened, like basically their stamina running out. And when that happens, little dudes come rushing out with a stretcher. It's pretty fun, I would say. And they're gone for the rest of either the quarter or the half. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but you can, yeah, you can definitely, like that. Like I said, it happens with the quarterback a lot. You can get the quarterback of quarterback in quite a bit. I don't know how much, I mean... You know, when when it, I didn't feel like Cody Carlson is, is Houston's backup, and when I would have to put him in, I didn't I wouldn't necessarily see a performance difference, even though I think he was maybe three quarters yeah. in both meters and Moore and Moon was full in both, you know. So not yeah, a big so. deal really, but you can get to backup quarterbacks quite a bit in the game. And yeah, we just talk about the kicking game. Uh receiving punts is a little goofy. You gotta like when they when they punt you take control of the returner and you got to be at, you can't just, it doesn't, your guy does not just go to where it's going. You have to, and there's no arrow. I kind of like this too. This is a great example of like, it makes you, you got to be dialed in and like tracking where the ball is going and getting your guy there. And like only by looking at where the ball is going in its trajectory, you don't get any indicator on the field of where to go. There's no arrow, even nothing like with passing game. So to catch those, you got to be on the ball. And if you miss it, your guy freezes and the ball keeps bouncing. Oh, so, yeah, it's like it's highly punitive if you don't get your ass underneath it. But if you can get your ass under that ball, and like I said, you, like that whole mess of players in the center of the field, what I learned to do is try to, like, if you can get around the first wave of defenders that aren't going to be blocked and then get into that mass of humanity in between the hash marks. Mm-hmm. I returned a shit ton of touchdowns for punch for touchdowns, dude. Or sorry, uh, punts for touchdowns. What? Yeah, I had a nice. bunch of punt fucking return touchdowns. So, and I, I think Donaldson was the guy. Yeah, I learned later too that it's the free safety that catches the punts. It's not the returner, or, or like one of your running backs or anything. So it's it's, it's free safety that's back there. So the free safety for the the for Houston is this white guy Donaldson, and he was fast as fuck. So. Yeah, it was a a very there was like there was a few games where I would have them like multiple punts in a row, returning touchdowns for punts. So yeah, what? I got pretty That's hot crazy. with that shit. That's crazy, uh, but super fun. <laughs> like a, a very especially because your player is so slow. Like you know, it's like it requires like a lot of juking and like really fucking Nintendo thumbing the shit out of that D pad yeah, to catch catch just, the blocks uh, and shit. You know, mm-hmm. so good. Uh, very fun. Nice. Yeah, some of the random shit playing like. I would say the most devastating thing that can happen to you on defense is for 
the the offense to hit a dive play on you the right way. Like if you don't have any second level defenders, if you have one of those like rush plays going, it's and you, over. Yeah, they are it's gone. Over. Dude. If they get through the that number first... of up the middle <laughs> quarterback run plays was staggering. Yeah, because I I wasn't ready for them. I'd be like thinking that I'm set in a solid defense, which is rational, ready to contain, and somehow up the middle gone. Like, oh my gosh, dude. Yep. Yeah. Having to, like, really plan for that and game for that regularly was not something I was prepared for. Yeah, they thankfully don't, you know, they don't really try to catch you slipping where they're running those on fucking third and 14 or anything, you know. But, yeah, early downs, you got to be, you got to be very cognizant of the up the middle runs and also those, they attack the edges very well, too. Like, they do a very good job of the horizontal stuff, too. They use the screen pass a ton, and the computer loves the fucking screen pass. And you, your guys never do what they do, where they, like, lock up the guy who's going to catch the ball. That never happens at the computer, ever. No, so Only only you. Yeah. Only you me. can. Dude, I've done it before. I wasn't able to do it in any of my plays for this, but I remember being able to do it when, we were, when I was little, dude. You can get in there and intercept that fucking, those screen passes. So if you get your guy in the right place and hit jump, uh, in, in time, you can pick those fuckers off, which is nice that that's possible. Especially because, again, the computer yeah. thinks of that as a run play. So I was surprised that it was possible, but it is for sure. Nice. Yeah, and on that topic, interceptions and PBUs both have pretty, I don't know, like jarring maybe animations to them. Like INTs are always straight up and down jumps by the defender. Yeah. And they like both hands in the air, and they take so long to play out. Like the jump is so slow and floaty, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and they like they accompany with this really grating beeping noise. Uh, I guess that's, I guess you know maybe it should be uh, a very unhappy noise, but right, making yeah. sure you know, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Folk got intercepted. Yeah, and then PBUs are quicker, and they only have one hand. It's like a very like you know I don't know the fucking guy like jerks, and like the ball just <laughs> kind of bounces haphazardly away from the defender after it happens. Fumbles, yeah, happen out of fucking nowhere. The ball just squirts out as a defender oh makes God. contact with a runner and can can bounce anywhere. And like, it feels like the, I will. To, uh, I want to credit it. It feels like every bit the all-out scramble to get on top of it that it should that a fumble should feel like. You know what I mean? It's like you're just like switching, and like the ball's fucking never. It never really stops bouncing. Well, it does eventually, I guess. But like, but more than you would expect, right? Like, yeah, it bounces this all over the place a shit ton. Oh my gosh, my first run of the playoff, like my first drive of the playoff, I was running, I was marching down the field, it was great. Oh man, freaking my quarterback, like we, we got to maybe the 40, and then I took off up the middle, gashed him all the way down to like the freaking 10, and of course he fumbles it. You were probably cooking, they, you were probably cooking at, that speed. No, no, no. At that point, no. At that point, I wasn't because it was my quarterback. So I was just kind of just going because I was like, oh, let you know, it was my quarterback. You know, I was shocked to even get that open. But, like, he fumbled at the end, and I was just – I was so upset because they just returned it, like, another 40 yards back the yeah. other direction. Yep. It was just – Yeah, that's the thing, too. When you fumble, it's in your backfield, so all your players are – Nowhere near you. Yeah, all nowhere near where that ball's going. Yeah. So, yeah, just – fuck, it's it's tough, man. Fumbling in the backfield is tough, as it should be. <laughs> I had plenty of scooping scores, too, though. Like, I, you know, the – um possible for you to pull that shit off as well yeah the running game has much nuance to it we kind of talked about that a little bit already but some of the plays like the sweep automatically go to the running back almost instantly Mm -hmm. after the snap which are much safer to do but 
I think if you can execute those ones where you have agency over what happens, you know, like I said, if you can make, you can wean it out and not make the pitch until the last second, you can exploit that everyone is running towards that quarterback with the ball, you know, so you can get an advantage by holding that yeah. ball as long as possible, which is, it's pretty cool and nice. So at halftime, when that happens, you get a little cheerleader entertainment animation on the Jumbotron. And uh, that was kind of common for the times. You get a little bitty <laughs> for that, too. I yeah. oddly did remember that screen, like that yeah. animation. I was like, I remember seeing that. Like, I don't know. It felt like one of the, the first the skirts cheerleader are animations short, I saw. The skirts are short. That's why. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Just like in Tecmo where the, their, their dress, at least her dress flies up in Tecmo. So at least they didn't go that far here. It's Nintendo. Come on. It's yep. NES. NES made it themselves, right? No. You know, that. Right. At the end of the game, it cuts to the scoreboard for the hopefully victory scoreboard animation, and then to the quarter by quarter LED score display, then to an LED spelling out of your team here wins. And then we get a team stat breakdown. You'd see at the top of a real football box score, run pass ratio, first downs, rush and pass yards, total yards, turnovers. And you cut from there to Nestor of Nintendo Power Howard and Nestor fame which is another testament to just how early they were in this. That they like That's so interesting that they used him, right? Right. It's so jarring to see, but now reading about it, now it kind of makes sense. Like, oh, yep. they made it. They could do whatever they want. But yep. it just at the time, it was like, wait, what? How did you get in here? You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, he's seated at a desk with a mic in front of him, a la Sports Center. With It's got a little dedicated tune here as well. The scoreboard behind him, a, a speech bubble from him below that and it reads the results of today's matchup whatever your team name is played a great game the scoreboard transitions to the x team wins text and then he'll just sit there blinking with that copy in a speech bubble and the music cranking along and i'm guessing there are fail state versions of the end game animations and nestor copy maybe you could tell us those but i wouldn't know what they are. <laughs> i i definitely did not write them down there was sad and i felt very shameful <laughs> Seeing them multiple times and seeing his face just made me angry uh, at that point. <laughs> to, to be honest, very, very, very. But it was fair. cool, cool, cool to see him the first time. And then after, I was like, just, just, just go away, man. I'll see you next time. <laughs> very fair. After these messages, we'll be right back. It'll knock you off your feet. It's full field views and playbook options. It's Super Play Action Football, part of the Super NES Sports Network, and it's in a league of its own. That is a 1993 commercial for the SNES Play Action release. Uh, yeah, I remember very SNES little about that. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't really fuck with it much. Uh, so I look forward to seeing the differences when they get there. But you have a bunch of familiarity with that, or I mean, a little bit, like uh, it. It was a I launch recall. title, I believe, for the... SNES. Yeah, and I loved, you know, SNES was one of my favorite consoles, so it was kind of like, oh yeah, I remember this was the upgraded one. Like, I definitely didn't play this four-player with anybody, but... I can more picture detail. The, more I can same. picture, the, like, the Pittsburgh Steeler without the logo guy on the label and shit, but I very little about the game that I recall. Yeah. So yeah, so the other, besides just exhibition games that you might play, the other big functionality is the playoff run, and this is a... It's a seven-game fucking playoff you basically play every other team that you're not playing as in the game in a like a round fashion. robin kind right. of well not round like linear I, you know, but only funny, linearly you, exactly you say <laughs> that's funny because i thought that's the word i or the phrase i thought of so i looked up what the actual definition is it's round not robin really requires that, you to play every team plays every other team so it's, exactly. it's only like yeah. one slice of the round robin which i guess you could role play the, the other teams but what would that that would you would need yeah, something else to happen then because we're just basically you're pretending that they're playing 
it's somehow a super tournament and they're all you're all advancing right you know right, right. <laughs> all away games too if, if you look at it like that like the they're always the second team and the way american sports matchup abbreviations go the second team is the home team so you have to go on the road for this gauntlet of a playoff run it's to the power the Bowl, lowest so. seed yeah. the whole time wow. right yeah High drama, which is how it should be. The first thing first on the four-player extra Houston strategies and tips shit that you know, we get into here. Mike Rozier definitely has some pep in his step. Like I immediately, once I was playing as them and, and, and playing in the playoffs, dude, like that mother, like it was easily the most reliable thing in my offense. So they were 100% accurate about that, as wrong as I think nice. it is about, about fucking, um, you know. <laughs> Actual whatever. So that's probably the biggest takeaway from my entire playoff run was like Mike Rozier was my MVP, hands down. There's no question about it. Uh, I guess maybe that's a good way to, to format this. Who would you say? How many games did you end up playing? And in the playoff run, I mean, and who was your MVP? <laughs> um, Carthon over and over the MVP. He was carrying us on his back, but I only played two games. Like I lost, yeah. came back, lost, came back, and I was like, dude, I just. I can't get out of the first round. I, I can't keep it on. I can't keep it on my back. I can't keep the running game on my back. You know, like I could get into some exhibitions and, you know, make it work, kind of get through. But I'm like, I can't reliably make enough passes to like keep this thing going, especially when like turnovers happen. Cause for me, my first ex- like playoff started off well. Like I was running, going things. Turn up, ended the game with three turnovers and that killed me. I was so mad. Yeah. It would be like I, I had, dude, I had a bunch oh, of four turnover games. I still, you know, I won. You still, every game. Oh, yeah. you, I, didn't, oh. I didn't lose, but I had some. I mean, you turned the ball over for sure. Moon had, and moon had but I would be like day. double yardage, like double yardage right. of my opponent. But those three turnovers just killed that. Right, just right. crying. Just, that's how real football uh, works. Got to protect the exactly. Football, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad at that, but I was yeah. so frustrated. Like, why is passing so yeah. hard? I can't do it, man. Yeah. But of course, I can't run all of my running backs to death. But Carthen, he he would like, man, forty yard chunks, forty six yards. Yeah. Like, I, he, I had a lot of like very specifically. Like thirty-eight to forty-yard runs, so there's like something in the code yeah. that makes it like that's like your speed with something happening there where that was happened a weird amount. That number, oh, yeah. or that that yardage gain uh, happened a lot. Uh, word, well, that's a bummer to hear. Uh, I yeah, so I went all through. I didn't lose any games. I had some tight ones. Probably the okay. the tight. It's funny. The, the Power Bowl ended up being my tightest one, so I guess I'll just talk about that one game specifically. Okay. Uh, instead of boringly going through each one, but yeah, this game was pretty fucking wild, dude. So I started off. With me shit hammering them, I went up twenty-one nothing. Oh, so I, game over. Oh, that's what that's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. Jumped out to a twenty-one nothing lead into the first quarter. I'm still up by that amount. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is gonna Cruising. be. I'm I'm coasting, you know. I would proceed to not score again in this game, Jay. I yeah. So they would, it would it stayed twenty-one nothing into like early fourth quarter, and I just like I had some turnovers. I like I had two two complete. I bullshit. Probably got a little cowboy for the one, but I had two interceptions that fucked me. I was able to keep the defense up and not not bent, not break though, and not not nice. get scored on. Now I get into the early fourth quarter, dude, and I have two bullshit ass fumbles. A Rosier stamina is cooked fumble because I'm not watching the stamina, so I'm just like doing a sweep trying to run at the clock, and he just drops the fucking ball. They pick it up and run it back for a touchdown, and then oh. the, the very next fucking drive, they kick the ball off. I get like it might I might have ran one other play, but I think it was like it was within two minutes that the next score happened. But I had a botched exchange with Moon and the uh, running a play I'd run a million times. It was the fucking on the dive play. Like how do you fuck up the dive play? That All you gotta do is take two. You take Not one step. Play, yeah. 
You take one step and hit the B button and give it to the guy, and somehow it fumbles the ball. They pick it up and run it back for another fucking touchdown. And I'm like, this is like at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So now it's 21-13, and they're lining up for a fucking PAT, dude. And I'm like, I am kind of sweating. I'm like, holy fuck. I'm going to lose the fucking Powerball. You got to be kidding me. All all these games that took, you know, who knows how much. I mean, I probably have like 10 man hours built into this game, (laughs) into this playoff run because of how long these games take, you know. So... Yeah, it's twenty one thirteen, and I blocked the fucking PAT, dude. I couldn't believe it. Nice. Only time I've ever done in my life. Only time I've ever blocked a PAT in my whole life. And like, it's you're only in the Powerball once, Josh. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> fucking coming to play. Fucking who? I don't even know who it would have been. Probably Grimes is like the nose tackle guy that I would get a lot of Man. sacks with. Maybe he was the one that did it. But like, fucking. Yeah, like barely through the line at all, hit the jump button, and it was like he looked like it was one of the pass blocks. It was like a one handed deal. And the ball just bounced down the fucking line of scrimmage. And I was like, oh, that is so critical that now it's still a two-score game. You know what I mean? So I breathed, I breathed a little bit there, but I was getting – if they'd have made that, I'd have been fucking sweating, man. So, yeah, there was like 10 minutes left when that happened. So I go from, like, kicking their ass and then, like, little goofy on the fucking not scoring, but I'm up 21 nothing. Who cares? And then right. those two scores happen in a matter of two minutes. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know? So the next 10 minutes were like – Yeah, the next two minutes were like fucking – I was like – super fucking, you know, very deliberate, trying to keep the ball on the ground. I had a few times, though, where I had to make some fucking clutch throws. I had, like, I think two throws the moon uh, where they were just, they, you know, they were just fucking, that's why I hadn't scored in fucking two quarter, two and a half quarters was because they had stopped at the run, you know, so. Yeah, uh, yeah I, was, I was able to fucking wait it out and and get to the fucking, get to the end of the game and, and, and win that fucker 21 to 13. But it was, it felt, like it probably should feel, I suppose, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> nice. Got Very pretty nice. hairy, but I won that fucker. So, yeah, so everything about the in-game scoreboard shit is the same. We're number one animation dude. Houston wins. Uh, the copy's a little different in the studio. They, Houston has won the Power Bowl. There's two exclamations on that. Houston gets the Power Trophy. Only one exclamation for that for some reason. Then Houston is the champion. Two exclamations again. And I think the middle one was just because it ran out of characters in the box. <laughs> be my but, so, yeah, that'll just stay on the screen until you let you revel in it in silence. And then when you do hit a button, I thought it was just cutting back to the title screen, actually. But because it just starts the national anthem and like that trumpeting thing, you know, I was like, oh, it's just oh, yeah. you know nothing. I was kind of bummed out. But if you sit and watch it for a second, they, a little something's going on here. The, the next shot cuts to the players lined up. But it's not those red jerseys that are in the title screen. It's your team's jerseys. So it shows your guys lined up for the national anthem. And I thought that was kind of, you know, it was probably a not too code intensive palette swap that they're able to fit into a pretty packed game, you know, but give you something. So I, you know, I'll credit them for that. So. And that just loops in perpetuity as long as you can possibly listen to that 15 to 20 seconds. (laughs) Play. It'll do that for as many times as you want. So. That is the title screen for Super Play Action Football. I had to get a little, get a little extra here, bringing this in because I thought it was a, a dope track as well. I think there's maybe more drama with mine, so maybe you just want to give me yours, which I'm guessing is a no. I, so, 
I'm torn. Like I, it's funny when I started my notes, I just preview had yeses in here just automatically. Cause of course I would. And when we had our two player thing, it was fun. You know, we I actually had fun two player. It reminded me of the Manhattanites days, you know, like, like playing on the uh, GameCube. I totally forgot about the team. Mad, yeah, that's fantastic. You know, fantastic. the Manhattanites. That's great. Yeah. It was so awesome. That was so awesome. Or the Harlemites. 06 NBA Live. Harlemites. Oh, yeah. I think it was Harlemites, yeah. Yeah, because we had one on each. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Harlemites. Manhattan Harlemites. Yeah. But, yeah, man. So, I had fun during that. But, like, playing by myself, like, the passing was such a struggle. And as much as I loved this as a kid, it just felt so dated. Like, we, we just played the original Madden and experienced, like, oh, the original Madden versus current Madden and how that felt and just, you know, even... Tecmo Bowl, it just, I don't know, compared to those, it just doesn't, I i, I guess in my mind, th- this would have been the top coming in, like if you'd asked me a month ago, like yes, NES football, we talked about it so much, like I couldn't play, like it's a yes, as a kid it was a yes, but like, did I have fun in a two player mode? Yes, in a one player mode, no, would I recommend it? No, but if they remastered it right now, it'd probably be better, you know, it'd probably be easier. If you remastered so it, you'd have that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, even the same diagonal, you know, but just made it made the passing easier, maybe like an icon, so there was like something I don't know, made yeah, it yeah. more intuitive. So yeah, kept the retro vibe. Uh yeah, it yeah, kept the and, retro and vibe. Just did some smarter things with the Yeah. But it's but it's but I'm torn, man. It's because again, I loved it as a kid. I can still we're playing it on the couch, I'm having fun, but that passing makes me want to just put it down. And it's hard for me to bless it when I want to do that. Right. Yeah, man, I feel all that for sure. Well, I guess give me a guess, give me a final answer. Uh, I I I feel like I can't turn my I feel like turning my back on it would be like turning my back on a child. So I'll give you a lesson <laughs> on it from like with that whole like an honorary doctor degree. Like you 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 were you served a place, so and you were meaningful for things. So for, I'll give for, you a blessing. But for we what both you were, know for what you were when you were, yeah. Exactly, but I'm not going back and playing this again. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to hear you say, like, cause yeah, same thing. I mean, I'm clearly coming in with, like, a fucking dump truck of nostalgia for this game. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't normally put a lot of, like, modern context on my determination for this. Like, I'm not, I'm never here going, I'm I'm telling, the, the blessing does not mean to me this <laughs> is a great game in 19, or in fucking... 2024 like i'm not mm-hmm. trying to bring it forward into the current gaming landscape and say whether it's worth playing now i'm saying whether it was worth playing then and deserves yeah. to be considered an nes game of you know merit and so you know i i it's yeah like my problem like my biggest problem with it i guess is i mean sure would to say this a bigger problem with it is the ai it's so dumb like and, and honestly, so and I was fly off the screen. Yeah, and I was and I was winning. So it's not like AI Limited. dumb fucking me. It's like so dumb. Like there were so many times where like the guy would fucking they would be running and like be I would not be anywhere near him and they would just run out of bounds. And it's like what the fuck did you do that for? Like you know. So like there's just a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. And like yeah, the blockers clearly yours and theirs doing dumb shit all the time. 
It's a lot of stupid AI that is, like, really stupid. And, like, you know, they do dumb shit in Tecmo 2, but it's simplified more there. So, like, their AI limitations aren't as on display because this is, again, so much more predicated on, like, the strategy. And, like, you you, you have more time to literally see everyone fucking up <laughs> because it's moving slower. So, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a tougher context for probably the same level of AI. It just feels worse because you're feeling more of it you know what i mean and that is like that is really where like, i'm leaning towards i don't think so and that is why because the fucking the the fucking ai is so bad but yeah that i mean we get into the two-player co-op and like it's just so cool and like yeah, I've, you can I, get up and block and you yeah, communicate it it's yeah. so fucking good you know it's so good and honestly like i had written down here i don't think so but i think playing the two-player thing reminded me of like just how it's just so fucking good, and that's so- that's why that's why I think why I said like I really think this was made for the four player. This was yep. play made for a co op experience. Yep. Like just yeah, you can play it alone, but it was not made with that in mind. The one player like. stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, I was vaping most of those games. Like I had I had more than one like seventy to nothing game. Like I just kicked, oh, the, kicked the fuck out. Like my I kicked the fuck out of Miami. But a lot of it's because like the sacking's too easy too. Like I. If you know, like I said, there's that. Even if I'm not using, if you're that picking sh- certain plays, yeah. uh, well, even even sure, even sure. that. I mean, yes, that one play is almost an automatic sack just because of the way the lineup is, and your first switch is always to that guy that's just going to run right over the center and fucking sack him before he can even get to the top of his drop back. But also, they run quarterback runs around forever on most plays. So like, as long as you can get this a semi good switch. I'd get a sack on at least 75% of fucking passing plays. Most games would end and they would have negative passing yards, net passing yards because that's of sacks, funny. You know, like I, it's funny you say that because when in modern football, I'm playing Madden, I'm always switching like pre, pre, pre snap, like post snap, I'm switching. In this game, I felt like I could never switch quick. So I just never did. I would just play as who they left me as. Cause I'm like, all right, I can't. It's interesting. And, and t- until, until like somebody's like, and the play is progressing, then I'm right. switching. But like trying to switch to the man closest for a sack, I can never get there quick enough. So I just it's didn't even funny try. that you say that because there is a strat. Like I don't because here's the thing: because of the way you switch that A and B button, if you don't hit that right, you just dive. So what you can often do if you're not careful mm-hmm. is at the start of a play, you can basically just take because they usually have you as like a linebacker or a secondary person. If you don't do the switch right. And just die if you take a guy in your back seven out of the play. And, like, you can get smoked doing that. So, Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got yeah, to be super careful to make sure you're switching. And, yeah, I also would be very careful. So at least it's a, a jump if you hit B to not be hitting a direction when I'm switching. You know what I mean? So it's not a dive. It's a jump at least. Uh, so, yeah. yeah so I, it, it never occurred to me to mention that. But, yeah, that is that is a very – you do have to be cognizant of that. And it's it's a conscious thing. Ooh. But, yeah, once again, yeah, I would often, yeah, also usually wait a second too. So there is a player who's closer to the quarterback. So the computer at least, like, makes the switch happen. And, like, I don't know the math behind that either too. But, like – you know, we were trying to do that onside kick. It just wouldn't like it wasn't always. It won't always switch to the player closest to the ball, or it's not always determining where like the closest to the ball. Like in this onside kick, it's flying through the air. So maybe you're not like you're trying to switch to the guy closest to where the ball is going to go, not where it is. 
And that's tough. You know what I mean? Right. So like it's yeah, there's just a lot of nuanced shit. And that is a perfect example of shit that can be streamlined in a, in a remake without losing the retro vibe of it, you know. So, yeah, dude, I was totally leaning towards not giving it the fucking blessing. But talking about that two player, just experiencing that two player thing. See, yeah, it's... just how it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. We just got we've got to figure out. Can you imagine trying to figure that out on Parsec? How long that would take? But we've got wow. to figure out a way to play four player and do that in the first time in our lives. It's got to be so much fun. We just got to figure it out. We yeah. got to probably <laughs> we'll bring on one of the Lord disciples and fucking play Make with Jab and fucking we got to figure out how to do it because it's it's just so much fun and so fucking good. Nice work. So we game up uh, NES play action football. Uh, as best we could. I hope you enjoyed it, Lurk Disciples. Next up is Game Pro Issue 18. We're getting back to the Game Pro tip. You can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbest company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on that podcast platform of choice or any other for that matter. The website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash ISOH pod. You can email us isohpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the pod on Facebook and or Instagram. Link to the YouTube gameplay videos playlist is in the show notes. The ISOH subreddit, if you want to get downloads on Reddit. We don't have a Patreon, but if you like giving money to things podcasters tell you to, like do so in our direction. The Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities, and that is cool as fuck. AbleGamers.org is where you can find them. T-shirts on the website. They're dope. We're both wearing one. Proceeds on those at the pod expenses go to Able Gamers. Jay, how can people reach you on the social networks of the world? <laughs> Gentleman JB without the second E is where you can find me. That's also my gamer tag. So let's go kill some zombies or something. I am on Twitter at Josh Fullen. I am on Instagram. My shift is broke. And you can find me on the Oculus for, I guess, walkabout if you can drag me out of Asgard. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.